Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, welcome back to the Car Chat Podcast. On this episode, we have Ian Cook, who is pop bang colour on social media and all that sort of stuff. And Ian is an, an automotive artist. I went down to Coventry to his studio, and the unique thing about Ian is he paints with remote-controlled cars. So if you've ever been to a big event like Goodwood, he's normally there, either with a manufacturer or by himself in, in his, his own right. And he he just does this, it's a really cool thing to watch. So anyway, I popped down to see him and we had a good talk about just his sort of journey as an artist, how he got to where he is now, some of the things he's done. He's um, He did a world record sized portrait um, verified by Guinness Book of World Records and then his process and all these sorts of things. It was a really good chat. Uh, hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Car Chat Podcast. And I'm here today in a different place to normal. I'm with Ian Cook, a.k.a. Pop Bang Colour, Mr. Pop Bang Colour, up in Coventry. Hello. Hi, yeah. Thanks for coming up to Coventry. <laughs> You've been sent to Coventry. It's a phrase there. Sent to Coventry. Sent, sent to Coventry, yeah. What does that mean? Oh, so this is history. It's not my strong point. Uh, I learnt it from a project I did. So, uh, way back when, when the city was a walled city, yeah, people who were royalists or something, they were sent to a church, and it was treated as like a prison. Ah, okay. And that's where they were sent to Coventry. It's because they were sent. It wasn't a good thing. Uh, no, no, but it's now used a sense of if you end up in the city, oh, you've been sent to Coventry. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Something, it's a phrase of of of, of usage. Of, of yeah. So I, as a not as a non-Coventrian as well, you know, <laughs> it's somebody who lives in the city but hasn't wasn't from the city or right. never 
you're never a Coventry. You know, somebody who's you born. don't. You, it's a birthright, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you if you haven't, if you're not from the city originally, and you you come here for work or whatever, you're still very much off of somewhere else, and the, you won't understand it because you're not from. Yeah, you're not from. Coventry. You can't understand. You can't understand. You don't know my life. because you haven't you haven't grown up from the roots. <laughs> you've you've just come here for the last five years or so. Yeah, but uh, it sort of sums up the UK. Everyone feels about feels like that about everyone else. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> but at the same time, it's very much my. Yeah. Now it's my my home. It's, it's your home. Right? I I live and choose to be. And and in terms of the automotive industry, it's very much a a city of. Yeah, because yeah. there's loads of big companies around it. Oh, and, and small little engineering, like all mm. the kind of the autonomous car stuff and concept cars are built here. There's Robo Race near here. It's just down the road, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally Banbury, yeah. So it's, it's, it's part of that motorsports valley, they call it. So it's mm. that kind of the M40 corridor from, from Birmingham down to, down to Oxford and a little bit, yeah, because Oxford is where the mini factory is. Yeah. Um, so there's that kind of that corridor of F1, Formula E. Yeah, you've got Donington just 40, yeah, 45 far. minutes from here. So you can kind of extend it up the M1 as well, where you have the the other stuff. Um, obviously on the M1, you've got uh, Millbrook and the testing ground. And yeah, there's so many sick tracks and stuff near here. Like if yeah. if I was to plonk myself in a part of the world to be near racetracks, this is pretty good. This is yeah, you, you probably. Yeah, if you put like a needle down and span it, yeah, it'd probably be on Coventry. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then obviously you, you, the obvious ones are Jalar, Jago Land Rover, yeah, yeah. Martin, Pro Drive. But as I say, there's loads of like AP Racing who do all of the racing yeah, brakes. Yeah, brakes. Yeah, they're literally on industrial state five minutes from here. Cool. Um, obviously, we've got Coventry Motor Fest that goes on in the city as well. That sounds like quite a cool event. I've it's, not been to that. It's great. I'm part of the team who are wow. part, part of that. But yeah, it's. Uh, Every year it gets bigger and bigger, and now it's an official race. It's, yeah. a, it's a time trial event. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's it's uh, it takes over the whole city. I mean, the thing about Cov is it, it's a ring road. Like it's based mm. on you know it's based on a ring road, and if you choose to shut down half of that ring road, that's a that's a brave <laughs> that's a brave thing to do on any on any day of the week. You know, if, if there's some roadworks going on and they shut down, the road, people are like what? what? What are you doing? Yeah, because yeah, it's that that circle is, is essential to getting yeah, around off getting any, around, and, getting around and so yeah so for what for one weekend a, a year they, they shut the ring road well half the ring road and I guess part of that is they introduced pretty recently I guess the rules that you could race on roads again. yeah it's, it's, the, it's the I think there's some small events in kind of like the back and beyond somewhere that shut down their town there's places over towards kind of uh, Worcestershire these small towns which they're able to shut down and, and, and whatever to bark events so it's very much a, a national championship mm. round yeah, you have things like Gobstopper and the, some of the cars that yeah, do the proper like Goodwood trying to get the, the overall track the time. The climb and stuff, yeah. Um, they, they come and do the, Pretty cool. do the time trial. Now, we have, we have managed to completely bypass the start of, normally the start of my podcast, which is explaining who you are. Now, wait one second, I'll get to you. <laughs> <laughs> wait. For, for the people that are listening, I highly suggest for this podcast, you at least check out the podcast on YouTube because I am in Ian's studio and Ian is an artist and he's and you can hear some crazy stuff going on so Ian tell us what you do who you are 
so my name's Ian Cook, uh, but I'm better known as Pop Band Colour, um, an artist who paints with radio control cars, tyres and wheels. Uh, and this is my studio here in, uh, in Coventry, in Fargo Village, um, where I'm painting a blue Ferrari. So yes. I'm, it's just a random blue Ferrari, I just chose it. Any old blue yeah, thing. Was a blue thing. No, um, obviously, it's... It's, it is F40 Blue. It is. Yeah, well, thank you for, for coming from the, from up from London town to... to yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure what to expect when I arrived here. And we're in this sort of cool, new, hip, arty little development. Yeah, I think that's, that's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, so it used to be way back in 1904, mm. I think, from 1904, it was an engine radiator factory. Yeah. So it built it built radiators, and then five five years. It's been over five years. It's celebrated their fifth birthday, so probably eight years ago or so. They they redeveloped it, and so what it then went from a radiator factory into like a carpet warehouse, into industrial units, and then over time, it's increasingly became like a kind of a creative space for for artists. There's a brewery. There's a there's a gym up here as well, and there's a museum. There's and lots of little kind of little creative spaces for diff- for people to do different things in the city. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool spot, and we are in your we're in your studio, and you're currently sitting on the floor over a large bit of what is it technically canvas, canvas board, yeah. Yeah, canvas, canvas, yeah, yeah, and you've I guess we'll sort of get into the process of what you do. Yeah. The thing that's very unique about the way in paints is he uses remote control cars. So all over this place, there are tons and tons of remote control cars. And they're all on. There we are. And they're all on. So I'll give you a little bit of a description of what I can see. So Ian's sitting in the middle of his sort of studio space and all around him is paint and then all these remote control cars, but they're all flipped upside down and they're all on. And he has one... One or two remotes? Uh, yeah, I've got a, a cluster. Uh, yeah, kind of a, a, a tray, of, tray of remotes. Oh, a tray of very, very painted remotes. Yeah. Um, and they're all on the same frequency, so that he, I guess he can pop and yeah. pick up whatever car whenever. There are two frequencies, 27 and 40 megahertz. They're just, they're just shop-bought. They're not, like, special. Yeah. When I say not special, you've seen Toy Story, you know, at night when all these... The, <laughs> yeah, all, they all come all, alive. They all come alive and they're like, oh, God, why are we upside down again? <laughs> he didn't use me today. Um, but, yeah, no, so I have a range of, of RC cars, large ones, like, larger ones. I can't, I can't remember the scale, like one... One... Third, 180? 16, 18, 16, something like that. Yeah. And then we've got the smaller ones, and then to do the details and the kind of radiators and lights and stuff you've got the um, tyres and wheels that are used to, to do that essentially the tyres the and wheels and stuff do you usually like rip those off model cars as you buy them How? well randomly a selection yeah I did um, I did a project for HPI racing the race the, the, the professional mm-hmm. RC car, cars okay yeah and they um, they supplied me with a box of uh, different toys wheels so these were off different ones really so, and sometimes I do strip them off like broken cars I do strip them off as well but you get different textures and different patterns to create create what you need to do what you need to do really now so. I guess the obvious question is well, or sort of how did you get to here 
So you, how? Yeah, can you explain? I don't know. Did you? Were you always an artist? Uh, how? From it the age is of a North? frequently asked question. A number of things, really. So I, being from the Midlands, yeah, being being from Birmingham originally, <laughs> where I spoke like this a bit when I, when I was much younger. So yeah, so I, yeah, being from the Midlands, I've always been massively into car. Like my uncle was a car. He was a car. He, he was a car. He was a car. <laughs> and uh, no, he was a car designer. So he. He worked for 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 Rover for when I was when I was much younger when I you know, t- you know talking kind of eight you know that kind of that age when you're quite you, you're kind of learning things and my uncle was driving cars that he had designed or partly designed that is really cool and I was like he had a Rover must have been a seventy five I can't remember. 45, 75, 400, 600, 600. And the wheels were, were he, he designed them. And it was the only, the only set that was done. And I was like, I was like, my, my, my mind went, poof, that's amazing. I want to do that job. And so he, uh, and we grew up with a, with like a Rover family. Yeah, my, my, yeah, my parents all had Rovers or, or Metros or Rover 200s mm-hmm. or whatever. Because he was a director, so he could, he had multiple cars. Yeah. So he, you know, he could have eight cars out at a time or ten cars. And so we, as a family, we all grew up with the brand. When I was 15, 14, 15, we all we had to do work experience. And yet, either organise your own or you had companies come in and yeah. can come and do this. So, And I asked my uncle, I said, look, could I come and shadow you and also my, my parents had taken me to to motorsports events like Donington's that, no, I remember going to see Super Tourers at Donington yeah when yeah Smokey Joe Wilkenhawk and proper like yeah the Mondeos and N- Nigel Mansell and Mondeo stuff, yeah. and yeah those kind of yeah that kind of era of Super Tourers I remember watching and I wanted to be at that point I wanted to be a car designer and I was good at drawing I right. was always good at art and I could draw kind of draw cars so yeah when I was Fifteen, maybe 14, 15. I went and did a week's work experience with my uncle, and he basically he took me through the, and he said, "Right, here's a load of here's a load of numbers, <laughs> internal numbers. Ring them, okay, and, and ring them, and and just say you're you're my nephew, you're with me, you're with Paul Davis. Find out, you know, see what they, yeah, you know, if they can have you, you, because know. he he was busy, he was in yeah. meetings, yeah, he didn't want me just sat with him at a desk. He was like, right, go. He was like, here's the phone book. Here's the phone. Get good luck. <laughs> it was, I was like, okay, and so I just rang his bit, and they were like, all right, yeah, you and Paul, yeah, we've heard, yeah, he must have said it in a meeting or something. Yeah, fine, come down and yeah, I'll come pick you up, and we'll take you into yeah. it. And I went. I went into design offices. I went on a test track in a Rover BR. Oh, yeah, nice. remember the Rover 200 BRM with the orange grill? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's kind of. Uh, but yeah, I did like I went on a test track in that. Whilst the new Mini was hadn't been released yet, and there was this car going. I was like, oh, what? awesome! And I was like, I remember, I, I, I remember vividly my uncle sitting me in the new Mini before it had even been revealed to anywhere and he was like you can't talk about it <laughs> but this is the new mini and it ha- I remember the big red the big round like dash it's yeah yeah, red. yeah the and big star like, wow like this is but I, I also had to sign an NDA so I couldn't couldn't I tell, couldn't talk about couldn't anything. Mates. I couldn't say anything. So, and you had to write a diary. So my diary was like, "Sorry, I can't talk about this." <laughs> Otherwise, that's perfect. He was like, "I can't talk about this either," because yeah, I've been like, you know, because they trusted me as my uncle's. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was kind of like you vetted. You, yeah, yeah. You, you, it's okay. He won't talk about. It. So I saw 
yeah, all kinds of you know, draw. I remember we walking to Dice and there's this massive sheet of paper on the on the on the wall, and this guy drawing this this big. I think it must have been the the next gen Discovery, okay, maybe yeah. at that point. And I was like, I was wowed by it. But then there's also designers who had just done the grill, the fuel yeah. filler cap, the, and it was that was it. That's the indicators. That's. Yeah, yeah. and I remember I sat down with one guy and and he with that, at that point they had a, a mini exploded across the wall like every part it was like a car like a Meccano piece oh yeah yeah sick like on the wall I was like oh that's cool and the guy I meant this guy really upset because he'd designed the engine bracket and be told it wasn't being used and then it had been used <laughs> and he was like I was like you can't see it I was like, it's underneath. Yeah, but it, yeah, but he might have spent six months. Exactly, on that. He, that was his. That was his thing. So, so there was, the one side of car design was this amazing thing of yeah, you were, you were designing stuff at the same time. You, it's the tiny yeah, you you design like little tiny part you know, parts mm. of the bigger picture. And I, and I was like, mm, is it is it creative enough? For me, is it is it like is it really what I really want to do? And I say at school, I was I was really good at art. Like I was probably <laughs> like yeah. There's there's always like me and this one kid who was like, oh, who's going to draw the better picture? I always drew the better picture. <laughs> I was, just I, better. I was just better. better at art. Like I, I was just that was my thing. I yeah. I, I wasn't great at sport. I yeah. I was, Plump, yeah, I was a plump kid and whatever. So yeah, I, the one thing I knew I could do was I could do art and I could do it really well. So I was like, oh, I don't, I, I don't want to go down the, the the flip side of being in Birmingham and liking cars. Your school teacher, yeah, they go, okay, so you're just going to go and work at the factory then? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't want to build cars. I want to. I want to design them. I want to design them. Yeah. So it's kind of I'm not an engineer in terms of that, and so. With my GCSEs, I got I got A star and everything. A star art, A star textiles, A star graphics. Nice. I was the only kid in the entire school to ever do all three because I had dropped DT or something yeah. else. So I was like, no, I'm going to do all three arts, get A star across the board. Everything else I got C's in, I passed on. <laughs> everything, apart from French, I found that spectacularly. <laughs> Mainly because I couldn't, I couldn't understand the 24-hour clock. Okay, and that, that was that, tested that, rigorously. Twelve became twenty-four. Yeah, and then it was like eleven months. And eleven, and like, what do you mean eleven becomes like thirteen? Like one becomes thirteen? Like I just couldn't understand yeah. it normally. Never Normal mind. English. Never mind French. Never mind French. So Fair French, enough. I failed brilliantly. Yeah, other than I can say Ali Ali piscine. Yeah, go to the swimming pool. Swimming pool and douche. Is shower? Yeah, shower. Yeah, and um, turn. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Done. Well done. Thanks. So clap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I tend to waffle quite so a lot. So you're trying to work out, you've been and you've done some work experience and you're like, oh yeah, I quite like car stuff, but I don't necessarily want to design a bracket. No. You're quite good at art at school. Yeah, re- I'm good at art. I'm really, and like really the, good. The, really good at art. And, and, and looking around, he is really good, guys. <laughs> He's um, well good. Well, I'm more aware, yeah. Uh, so I had to get a C in, in maths. Maths, I had to get a C so that I didn't have to retake anything. Okay, yeah. So kids, if you're listening, get your C's, because then you don't have to retake them. Yeah. That's, that's you could what... also get a B or an A or oh, a Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Above C. Yeah. I, 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 I was in the bottom group. I couldn't get any higher than C. <laughs> so, so, 
I got what I needed to get, but it meant I could just go solely to an art school. Okay, yeah. So, and there was only one art school. I was I lived in Solihull. The only art school was in St. Carfield. So I then, so all my fre- like friends, school people, they all went to, they all went to Solihull, and I went to St. Carfield College mm. because it had a dedicated art school. So it was a stand away from the yeah. from from the main site, and I think it was really good for me because I, I I didn't particularly want to stay with the people that I was at school with. Yeah, I wanted to ha- branch out, branch out and see you know, and it meant I had to travel an hour on a train because you know didn't drive at that time or anything like that. So I travelled across the city, across yeah, an hour, an hour and a bit across from Solihull through Birmingham to Sutton Coalfield every day. Certain golf college. At that point, I wasn't sure where. For me, I'd seen artists in art books, and I was like, "Well, surely that's a career somewhere." Yeah. If you've got an artist and, and you're studying Warhol or Lichtenstein or yeah, Emin or whoever, you know, there, there was clearly they're an artist, and at some point they've made money somehow. Yeah, somehow from it. Yeah, you know, whatever the way of doing it. So yeah, so I went to a dedicated art school at Sutton Carfield College. I mean, I met new people, and I, in fact, the travelling across from Birmingham through the city, I, I think I, it broadened my horizons mm. of what I was seeing every day, what I was taking in in terms of transport travel, uh, that that journey, that kind of like every day on a train, you know, trying to get to places, yeah. whatever. So yeah, I, I settled on doing illustration as a as a thing, yeah, which is BTEC National Diploma in Illustration. At that point, there was no, you know, Max and stuff weren't really. A, you certainly didn't have one at home. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the stuff was very practical. Like you were painting, you you were replicating images. So you had an image, and you were told to paint it one and a half, two times bigger. Oh, okay. And it was yeah. like you yeah, grid it all up. Yeah, yeah. And repaint it. And that, I, I and, remember. And illustrate that and you know, the kind of creation illustration was very much a practical. Thing there was no there was no computers. Hmm. There certainly wasn't any iPads or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very much a manual labour way of creating, and I enjoyed it. But after a year of it, I kind of thought I'm kind of yeah. done. And also, all of a sudden, there was a, a Mac suite or a, a the, the computers became much more part of illustration. Yeah. So it became much more of a graphics led. Okay, and yeah. I'm not. That's not your jam. It's, that's not, it's just not my thing. Like, I can do it. I, I'm better at it than I ever used to be, but it's not kind of, you know, I want to be, I want to be covered in paint. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. Ian is sitting there on the floor right now, <laughs> partway through creating this, creating, this artwork, yeah. completely covered. Yeah, so I, I wanted paint. that kind of, like, very hands-on approach to it, and I think I soon found in that first year... It, it, that wasn't the it was it was going one way and that was much more graphics mm. and um, as much as I, I, I did a bit, a bit of graphics stuff I was like I don't want this to be my thing my thing it's not my thing in that time I walked past the fine art rooms which are downstairs and I was like ooh <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in there and there's weird people like charcoal and paint all over the place and I was like whatever that is I Get me some of that. Get, I want some of that. Yeah, if I can, I want to find out what that is. So I found out that there was a foundation course, which is generally what you do as a from a from a degree point of view. You do a foundation course first, and then you go on to do your degree. Mm. So you, you as a so when I was at Sutton, I was six. You know, and I'm a young 
in my school year, I'm young. Okay. Like, I'm an yeah. April birthday, so I'm like the tail, like the, the yeah. latter half. So, so I was seven, you know, seventeen. So yeah, sixteen, seventeen. But all the people in foundation were eighteen, nineteen, mm. twenty. Okay, plus. yeah, yeah, and mature students. So I was like a sixteen-year-old up against eighteen, nineteen-year-olds. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is a challenge. And they were like, literally, the teacher was like, you've got to prove yourself here. If, if yeah. you've got, yeah, you you're out. Literally, you are back to your your illustration. Yeah. Plus, you've still got to do your illustration. <laughs> you've still got to do. You've still got to hit all your course criteria here. If you want to do fine art, you've got a whole other criteria. Okay, to do. yeah. So you've got to do twice amount of work. So you've got to do you've yeah. got to finish your illustration to get your illustration B Tech because that's what you're training in, and then you've also got to do your your fine art stuff mm. as well. I was like, okay, I'll give. Yeah, and my yeah my my parents and my dad particularly yeah has, uh, they've always been very very supportive. They've always been like there. Mm. So them being at shows with me now. They've always been there as a yeah you know, support again. Okay, support, anyway. yeah. If if you want to do it, you, you do it. But yeah, and art notoriously at kind of that level is expected because you've got to have all your own materials. You've got to fund, yeah. yeah, like and there's not a lot of funding for art. You've got to have your own materials, and if you've got an idea, you've got to be able to go. Okay, I want to make this or create this. Or. Is there quite a lot of pressure at that point because because you're paying for all your own materials and stuff like that? Is you don't necessarily want to create something massive with crazy loads of stuff if you're not sure it's going to work out or do you there's a period of trying it and working on it yeah I think there's, there's a mixture like I think I've always wanted to kind of break the mould yeah. like even at school like even at GCC I remember the teacher going to me the homework is an A1 piece of, an A1 piece and I'll bring back <laughs> yeah not an A1 be A4 and I'll, be like, I'll bring out back an A1 and he's like oh, you've, you've not listened have you I said no no I've done it and I've done more <laughs> and, uh, and I, really I, I remember this this him at, like putting my dad going in and just going oh he hasn't he hasn't but that's a teacher like you, you can't a teacher can't tell off another teacher yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like they were, I remember this one teacher getting so frustrated with me because he was like I was doing more than I should have done yeah he was like, well, that's the. R- I told you to do this, and you've done that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. My dad said it was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's probably always been a little bit of. I think you. Know, I think if you're doing anything creative, like like you know yourself, like you've got to. If you're putting yourself out out there, you've got to have ultimate faith in in what you're going what for. What you're doing, what you're going for. In many ways, you kind of reason that in your head. You kind of go, I'm doing this because of it, and it's. There's a, an output, you know, yeah. whether, you know, sometimes that may not completely work out, but you, you at least learn from it, and then the next time you're in a similar situation, you go, right, that's how I did it last time, this is how, this is how, this is how it works. What sort of things were you, were you painting at this point in time? So, yeah, I, I was, was it a mix? I, I had a year, so I had, I had a year, a year to kind of prove, you know, because I was put in that group, and I had to really show that I didn't just want to be an illustrator I wanted to do fine art and and I didn't want to have to go and do I didn't want to have to go and do a foundation separately after my BTEC mm. so I wanted to go right I want to do this and jump a year so I was I would be a year ahead of myself yeah so I didn't have to do a bit of foundation then go back and do foundation again yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like right okay it's my chance to do foundation have enough in my portfolio and go to university straight away yeah. university essentially a, a year early yeah ideal that's what I wanted to do so yeah I, did, I just I had fun 
I had I, I had fun and but it was it was hard work mm. and and in back in, when uh, well sounded dull back in those days um, <laughs> I don't know if you still have it now but we had crits and the crits were savage a group of thirty people all competing against each other all with their own opinion like and they'll go in on you yeah. on you. And you'd be like, man. <laughs> this is my art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be like, this is what, this is what, this is what I've done this way. And they're like, why have you done that? And then, yeah, I remember the tutors being, I mean, there's another tutor called Ian. And he could be proper. Like, and, it, and that probably built, it built you up for taking that, that hit. That yeah. hit. Like, actually, not everybody's going to love what you do. It's just, just the way it is. It's a really good, like, yeah, uh, tough thing to go t- through. And but. it's uh, that kind of tough love, that kind of... Yeah, also, I'm like, I'm, yeah, having a, an art teacher as a parent, he ain't going to lie to me either. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's not going to say, mm, actually, fuck, what is it? He's going to be honest, yeah. And, and, I, and I did a lot of experimental stuff. And, I mean, I think I... So my end piece, I based it on my journey because I was experiencing this hour-long journey. Yeah. So I based it on my journey. It was my journey from two from sun. But I built a train carriage out of MDF, this massive oh, big wow. wall piece that had, like, <laughs> it was like this big abstract piece of, it looked like but it had, like, wood coming out of it, perspex, and I, I put everything into it in terms of building and creating mm. and making this thing, as well as doing some really tight, accurate illustration to hit my criteria okay yeah so I had these two two opposing things yeah you know kind of things of very fine art and ideas led to very structured this is what you've got you know an A2 A2 layout A1 layout of something like it was like a a illustration of a bird of birds it was lovely it was a a lovely piece but there, there were two very different things but I had to do it at the same time to hit the two criteria and get so essentially, my portfolio was fine art and illustration. Yeah. But then I applied to do fine art at university at Winchester. Yeah. Um, which I didn't think I'd get into. Plus, I wrote the wrong course code. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in between all this, with how university works, particularly with with, with art, you you went round route A and route B. So you wrote down the the, the universities you'd like to go to. Yeah. But you're probably not good enough to go to. It's like a long shot. Yeah, so. yeah. So you, I had Bath, Bath and Winchester mm-hmm. as my or Bath, or you might say, depends. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Bath Bar and Winchester as my route A's, uh, along with Cardiff, which is very new media at that time. So they were going down like the video route. Okay. Which I, I kind of went, mm, nah, it's, yeah, it's not right. your thing, not my thing. And then I went Cheltenham and somewhere out route, route B was something else. So I yeah. think it was. I think Winchester and Cardiff Route A and then uh, Bath and Cardiff Route B. And I went and visited all, all the universities where I wanted to go to as well. Mm. So I went and visited. And I, li- I liked Winchester. I really liked the feel to it. And I, and I purposely went down on days that it wasn't student open days. Okay, yeah. So I went down and talked to the students and go, look, right, what is it like? Yeah. And Bath was, it was fine, but a lot of students were like, oh, it's a massive hill. <laughs> big hill. Oh. I kind of walk up that hill and I'm like really and a lot of the projects are walking up the hill or yeah. I was like oh, don't, don't really fancy that but we just had, had a, yeah, it didn't have a house style but it was one of the best outside of London mm. and that's what I wanted I wanted to be able to get to London go see the galleries and stuff and start not to gallery be in and, London. but not be in London because I didn't want to be in that 
race to be someone. Yeah. Or some yeah, like I wanted to enjoy being at the university and be able to access to the galleries and Winchester was on the direct line to London so and it had just a real good feel to it like my my grandparents took me down to all the the open days and whatever I very vividly remember being in my granddad's car and he always used to play like classic radio yeah Yeah. (laughs) and the arches and whatever and I remember being in the car and being like Oh, can we just change it? Just, just change it over to Radio One. Just, just, <laughs> just to break this up a little bit, and turn it over. And it was like Limp Biscuit came on. Oh right, yeah. And it was like you know, every other word was bleeped out. And it just remember him just like switching it straight back. And like he was just like, no. It's like okay, you ruined my chance, Limp Biscuit. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a long journey. Yeah, but I was very grateful that yeah, they, they, I was able to to visit the university. I. Applied for it. I put down the wrong course code. I applied for fashion, not fine art. They ran me back and said, "Your sta- statement says it. You want to do fine art. You've applied for fashion. Is that the case?" I'm like, "No, no. I want to be fine art." And then they ran me back and said, "Right, okay. Well, you've got an interview. And come and sweet. Come and apply." I remember that being an interview being really hard. Like, it was, what is it? Because I I studied engineering. And I remember my my interview at Bristol. But what's a, an art interview like? Uh, so, yeah, you take all the work that you've done with you yeah. in your portfolio. Okay, yeah. And you, you present it. And so this is the ideas behind it, the sketchbooks, this is why I did this. Did you take your train carriage? <laughs> no, far too big. I, I, can't, I, I think I took... I had some really great... Well, it's really great. I thought it was great. Um, I had some good charcoal pencil, like charcoal drawings, which like kind of folded out. Mm. And I think anything out of that, yeah, you had the A1, because you know, it was all in A1 folio, which is a mix of illustration and fine art stuff. But then it also went on to, um, you know, the, the bigger drawings they were able to pull it out and then yeah that's quite cool kind of fold it out and it kind of filled not to fill the room but it just it just looked impressive Big. and I think I had photos of my final I don't it must have been before my final major so I had photos of what I was looking doing and whatever I remember it being very hard but I knew I'd I'd done alright yeah I'd done alright yeah like didn't feel that I'd and you were going there for like the right reasons like you really wanted to do it uh, yeah, and I, I liked the city, and I, I knew I was, I was punching well above my weight. Like, I knew I was... At the end of the day, if I didn't get Winchester, I was like, well, I've got, I've, I've, I can always go to Bath. Mm. It says, you know, I, I like them both for different reasons. So, yeah, so I, I, I went to the interview, and then I got a conditional offer. I think everything else, every, everything else I had was unconditional. Yeah. And that was conditional. So I think it was conditional on merit or conditional on... On distinction, yeah, which I was online for anyway, so it just made me more determined to to do re- that, yeah. really work hard and, and do it. And I got my I got my distinction both in, yeah, for illustration and with the fine art element to it as well. So so yeah, so I went down to Winchester and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just really, it was a really nice atmosphere, yeah, really nice vibe to it. And I think the year that we were there, there was thirty six of us in the year, and um, I think we all worked off each other in mm. many ways. And, yeah, we all wanted to 
push it and to push yeah. it and try new things and and work off each other. I had a really good friend of mine who was who shared the studio with, and we worked together really well. And even even the people, yeah, because we had crits there and they were pretty harsh mm. on occasions as well. But I think most people wanted to to kind of help, not help, but you know, support, yeah, support, go on together. And yeah, you know, and I went down with, I say, I went down with a kind of thick brummy accent and came out with this generic kind of nondescript like, somewhere like, in the middle yeah, yeah it, I remember me and you going oh, Lord. and they were like no 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 <laughs> no 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 you can't can't have that around here but it's funny like, when I'm at events now like I really pick up I really hear the brummy accent yeah so if I hear somebody talking I'm like first of all where are you from <laughs> or like oh guess which area of Birmingham they're from they're like oh, are you from Solihull <laughs> or are you from Dudley oh yeah because it's, it's a really when, when you when you haven't got the twang but you hear it you can you've really fine tuned you can you can be like okay they're they're not from like because everybody thinks of Brummie accents oh lord yeah. how you doing and that's actually like black country which is yeah. deadly probably what you see on um, Peaky Blinders yeah 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 that's it's that area it's a very kind of North Birmingham thing but at the same time for like, people from like Worcester kind of have it because it's mm. it's it's that area of, yeah. of the Midlands but yeah no, I, I, I do find I do find the accent funny I do, I do enjoy <laughs> enjoy hearing it particularly when like you get some of the JLR engineers who are doing big speeches about like the new Defender and it's yeah. like well oh, you know like we like, <laughs> we like this car because uh, you know, when we think other people will like it Al <laughs> so yeah whenever, whenever I hear the accent I'm just like oh it's nice it's friendly <laughs> it is friendly it's friendly yes, it is it is, it is. <laughs> being in Cov Cov doesn't really have an accent it's, it's right. a fair, but they have, they're very passionate about words so the word batch is, batch batch is very Cov okay um, which is which is, I would call a roll or like a bun you would call it a bun they call bun, it a batch a bat yeah it's, but it's very much this like if the further you go towards Leicester it becomes something else Birmingham, it's a roll. And if there's something in a roll, the, yeah, it's just a bat. Like it's just a batch. It's, just a bat. it's, a, it's 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 two buns put, put together, and that is a that it's is batch. It's a batch. And uh-huh. the, you know, I was over at Prescott, and the guy next to us said said batch, and I was like, "You from you from Cardiff?" And he goes, "No, Liverpool." <laughs> we just called it that as well. I was like, "No way!" And then I sat down <laughs> at another table. This guy just arrived at Morgan Three Wheeler Road. And he sat down and said batch as well, and I was like, Are you from Cough? like, Yeah, I'm from Cough. It's just, yeah. But anyway, so there's, a, there's a side note on the, on the, the twangs, of, the twangs of, of the city. In terms of university, I, I was there as, and as an 18 year old as well. Yeah. I was the young, so super young. One of the youngest in my year because I hadn't done the, because I hadn't yeah. done foundation. So you got ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah, I think it just, being with older people just, made you more determined to because you're always sort of prove yourself a little bit yeah because you're always the youngest yeah the younger one or the youngest or I felt I grew up quicker mm. yeah the advantage of, of not you know being 18 and not having to do a foundation great yeah and then yeah I was always around older people and then in the second year I was able to go on exchange so I went out, out to Latvia for three months oh wow which is really cool why Latvia <laughs> so I was meant to go out to the States because I wanted to go out to Ro- Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, and then it all kind of fell through. Like the 
the, the connection the they had, the, the, the Erasmus yeah. connection, and I think it was just, yeah, a huge amount of money as well. And but the tutors had just come back from Riga, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you should go out. It's really cool. <laughs> it's a cool place." But you've got to fund it all yourself, and uh, and there's no and there's no kind of official link really as yet. But they're keen to have somebody. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I'll do it." I'll see. I'll, and bear in mind, in Latvia at that time, it wasn't in the EU. Okay. Uh, it was, so it was its own country. It was still quite, you know, Soviet in many ways. Yeah. You know, like kind of because it was still finding its its identity from from being under Russian rule. Mm. So you had you, know, you had Riga, and then above it is uh, Riga and, and Latvia, and above it is below it is Lithuania, above it is the Estonia, so the Baltic yeah. states. Um, and it, there was a, the Riga Matklas Akademija, which is their their university of yeah. of Latvia, which is very like they, you are chosen to go there. Like it's very hard because it's like the best drawing school, the best you know, best yeah. place to go. So I kind of went over there like. <laughs> Hi guys. Uh, yeah, I, I do all, all this right, stuff. Guys. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so yeah, and it was fascinating. It was a fascinating three months, and I think in that time, I learned so much about my, myself. My brother had previously been out to Latvia the previous year, so I'd heard about it from my brother because he'd been out to to, to a, a place. Hmm. I, I was like, cool. Really, yeah, it sounded good. Um, and yeah, it was amazing to learn some really kind of old school drawing techniques. Like, yeah, they had a life drawing, and yeah, yeah but it was like, yeah, it was very strict, very, very strict. And I started to, to do some stuff like I was painting cars white and then sending them back to people to decorate. Okay. So I started to go down this kind of art car route. Because what I noticed out there. There's this thing called Jackie cars, which are like really badly pimped okay. old cars. Like badly, yeah, they'd be on hydraulics yeah. or... And I was like, I just, I just noticed this car, because I was living in a city, like I'd never lit. Winchester's not, yeah, it's, it's a city, but it's, you know, come on, yeah. it's, it's a not quaint, quite. quaint, lovely British. But living in a, in a equivalent of, you know, of London, but in Latvia... You're surrounded by car, like cars and trams and noise, and yeah, we were in, a, in like a kind of a hostelly place, looking down over the main city, and you just see cars that sometimes stayed there for a couple of days, sometimes one car just stayed for there for the whole time, <laughs> didn't move, got tickety, got clamped, yeah. got broken into. It's, I was because I, I was down there during the winter, like. It, I didn't realise the car was actually a flower. They sold flowers out the back of it. That's why. Okay. That's why. Because yeah. it was in seasonal, there was no flowers. <laughs> so, um, but there's things like I'd never seen like an infinity before. Okay. The yeah. first time out there was like infinity. So I was like, what's an infinity? <laughs> like it's cool. It's a cool looking. Like at that time, it was a. You don't see many infinities generally. Anyway. Yeah, the, because yeah, but it was because of the, where it was, where it was, and Russia, and the infinity was a brand at that time and so you saw this kind of curvy big SUV I was like never seen one of these before at the same time we saw all the you saw some really amazing cars like you know like you know, the Quattro Audis and expensive stuff but then because in the city centre it was like yeah, it was wealth yeah. it was a lot of wealth so you saw a lot of really nice cars Porsches etc yeah. and it's all really bad cars as well <laughs> so yes yeah, so, so I started to do this thing of sending 
What cars, size cars? Like little ones, little, little, little ones. Like, like, yeah, kind of, and get people to decorate them and make yeah. them into things and go and store it. And then I had another thing where, so what I, what I really related to was Land Rover. And being from Solihull, Land Rover was from where I was mm. from. And, I, and I, it kind of blew my mind a little bit that Land Rovers were in Riga. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a Land Rover. That's a Range Rover. That's built. I'm, I'm yeah. from that city. I'm from Solihull where that's built. So I started to kind of associate Land Rover and my travels to Land Rovers yeah. and getting hold of models of Land Rovers and stuff. So what another thing I was is, is I got like Barago cars, like the cheap model cars, yeah. and I go on journeys and I get people to sign the Land Rover and say, yeah, sign it, and then say who they were, where they're from. And something, yeah. So it was quite, it was quite, it was quite interesting. And I got, and I did loads of them. I did, I did, like easily fifty of them, like yeah. the sign cars. Oh, loads, yeah. And yeah, like so, I'd be going through the airport and I'd get the the person stamping my passport. I could sign the car. Oh, oh okay. nice. That's quite fun. Uh, and then yeah, I was uh, whilst I was good, yeah, the Finnish ice hockey team were there. I got, I got them all to sign it. <laughs> and um, it was quite interesting. Things so this kind of travel and cars, and that's what I think that's, that's where it first kind of came into my artwork hmm. was cars and art and mod, you know, doing something arty with cars. So that was what 2003, and and I brought all this stuff back to, to, to Winchester. Really excited. Oh, I've done all this thing and concept stuff and a bit of drawing and whatever. And my lecturers were just like, mm. it's all right. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a two two. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, it's all right. Mm. So it's okay. Yeah, you, you, you've passed this year. And I was like, I was devastated. I was yeah. like, I've passed. <laughs> I thought smashed mean? it. I was like, I thought I've done like, I had an amazing time out there. I travelled, saw met loads of amazing people. Things like the Iraq War started whilst I was there. Yeah. And all we had was radio. We didn't really have... We had dial-up internet, but it was like terrible internet. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, oh, what do you think to it? I'm like, I don't... I, I don't know, because I can't see... You can't see it. I don't know. I don't... I, oh, but you're British. I'm like, I, I... Nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a fascinating time... Um, I'm really glad I went and did it, and I and I saw, and I saw some brilliant things, and met some lovely, lovely people, and it was it was interesting being because it wasn't in the EU at that time. There wasn't that many Brits out there. Yeah. So it was kind of like you had you know, you. I, I'm terrible at learning languages, so I just got yeah. But I was able to be with you know, Portuguese, American, Italian, Finnish, uh, French guys, and we just had a, a, a great. A great three months of just learning, uh, and I, you know, I, I felt I grew up again um, whilst out there. But yeah, when coming back, it just it it was like it just didn't the work there didn't translate well to the, what was going on at uni. What's going on here, yeah. It just didn't translate, and I don't know what I, you know, the ideas and cars that I had were. I thought were really strong, yeah. Um, but it just didn't didn't work. Didn't yeah. work as a as a as a thing, and then. And then the third year at uni is hard. Like the third year is, you know, it, it was, it was proper. It, it, yeah, you people who thought you were friends, all of a sudden you're like, oh, are you? We're up against each other. And what happened is I, um, 
I was I was working part time, and I came back and I basically I, I was working part time to f- help fund stuff, my equipment, my materials, mm. um, everything. Uh, and I came back and the guy who I trained up had taken my job. Oh. So I was like, oh, so I've got. And so I, I I then started to work. I I started to work in bars. I, I worked in. I just worked in Bensfield because mm. I went from working in, in retail. So going right, okay. I'll try working in in pubs. Yeah, yeah, it's a social thing and whatever. And actually, it took it took my mind off the world of painting and creating mm. and being an art. Yeah, because I was doing this job which was nothing to do with my day life. Yeah, yeah, it was like having a night. Yeah, because it was you work at the gym at night. I was able to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something. Did you find it, it must be well, like anyone really? If you hang out with the same people all the time, or if you're hang, you're deeply in like an arty type community, you just end up in this like bubble, yeah, whirlwind of art bubble. So, same, like, and it can be the same like here. Like, it's a wonderful place to be. I, I love being where I am now. At the same time, you need to have that set the set, Not that, yeah. separation. If everything around you is what you solely do it soon become it, yeah, it becomes work or oh, I've got to go do that whereas the joy of what I do now is I get to go to events and I get to paint in different places I get to meet people and it's, it, it's lovely that I can take my job to somewhere and have a completely different surroundings atmosphere whatever because of how it how, how I've designed it to be movable yeah I think the first time I came across you I've seen you on Instagram or the internet I don't know how, how long ago it was a long time ago um, but I saw you at Autosport and it was way 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 back yeah, yeah. and it was the first time I'd seen some automotive art based type stuff but the big thing about you that most people that have come across you will see is at every event you're at it's not just your art on the wall. You are always creating stuff at the event. So you get to see this process that you go through. And you've got all these little remote controls cars that you're playing with and doing it all with. It's just a really cool, like, involving experience for the audience, along with being able to see the final result, which is cool. But seeing the whole process really adds to that, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's an installation. Like, every mm. show I do, like, because my, my final degree show... What's called pop bang color? Yeah, all my toy cars. Why, are, why pop bang color? Where was that so name come pop from? Pop bang is a friendly explosion of color. That's where the name yeah. comes from. So in in my final year, again we had some. I mean, I, I had some terrible crits. Like yeah, there was some even kids from other printmaking sculpture came yeah. into my presentation, and I was like, what are they? What are they doing here? And it was just solely just to just to pick at. <laughs> whatever they thought they didn't like and I was like jeez give me a break and I remember this one guy so I got so so involved with Land Rover so involved in it being a brand mm. a brand from where I'm from and a kid from printmaking was also from Sally Hall so he in the, in the crit stood up and said well I'm from Sally Hall as well and I don't care I was like dude I was like, what? Like, what? Why are you here? He's like, yeah, means nothing to me. Yeah, this is just, you know. And he goes, and I think you're being paid by Land Rover. Look, look, look at you with your brand, you know, with your T-shirt on, and they're giving you all this stuff for free. I'm like, 
No, 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 this is massively misreading all of this. Um, so I had a conversation with a guy who, who happened to be from Stourbridge, uh, and he was a year above me. And he went, he went, is it about cars, in, or is it about, is it actually about colour and enjoyment of colour? And if you just break it down into, into colour, then it's not about cars. Cars happens to be the theme, mm. but it's not about a particular brand. I was like, okay, and, he's, and it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I get you. And so he says, if you're so into cars from your childhood, embrace that. Go, go with that. Don't go with a particular brand. Because yeah. I also wrote my dissertation on how the Land Rovers feature in films. Ah, okay, yeah. So the role of a Land Rover in a film, mm. how does that... Yeah, how does a baddie look bad in a Range Rover? How does a goodie look good yeah. when they're exploring a forest in a Defender? So there was also my dissertation yeah, yeah. I wrote on Land Rovers. So I was like, oh, okay. So I ended up cutting up all my toy cars, I own skeletal cars, model cars, mm. everything I... I ended up cutting them all up by colour and creating a a a, um, a sculpture, which now has which is over there. I'm going to turn my webcam around. And <laughs> you'll just about see it. There's over here. So you, you cut up all your toy cars and turn it into a everything. The only thing I didn't is that to your right, to your left, you've got there's an Italia 90 Testarossa on the desk. The Italian Yes, test. yes. That is the only... For some reason, I don't know why I didn't cut that one up, but that is the only... only one I did. Surviving one. So it's the only surviving toy from my childhood. Yeah, so I, in, in that sculpture, there's pre-production stuff that I was getting directly from the oh, okay. designers. Cool. So there was like... There's, yeah, you could say priceless toy cut. Yeah. But at the same time, I see it as... That's a sculpture that I can still look at and enjoy. Yeah. I would never, I would never, in I would never have kept them as as pristine toy cars, and that's where they are. They're in, the, they're in the sculpture. So yes, it was just based on yellow, blue. You know, if you if the car was bits of black, blue, red, green, whatever, mm. uh, we created the sculpture, and it took six months to build. So it was like literally dri- taking the car apart and then Dremel drill like cutting the car up s- into sections yeah. and then drilling a hole into the part and then wiring it onto it like a almost like a flowery bloom and it, yeah so it took s- six months for, and, and working like from eight eight kind of early wow. o'clock till late to get everything and I also kept like all the boxes I kept all the boxes that I had cut them up into sections and that became another part of the, so the whole the whole piece the whole like installation was like you walked in and in that thing you also got skeletric motors and lights yeah so you walked in and it made like and the bottom bit rotated and so it kind of like as you walked up to it it kind of made noises it's quite cool it was kind of it was oh I didn't. I didn't drive at that time, so I wanted that. I, what I was aiming for was the aim of um, of having what you experience when you're driving. So you have like sounds, lights, noise, and the senses. Uh, the only thing I didn't have was smell, but the senses of what you would experience when mm. in or around the yeah, car. Yeah. Uh, movement and whatever. So, um, and it's hung in the central, in the in the middle of a room. So this was the central piece, and then you had wall pieces that connected back to the central piece mm-hmm. as well. Um, 
And yeah, it was. It, there was lots of sketchbooks and yeah, me, yeah, why? What one of the things about working early and late is that I generally met all my tutors okay because they would come in early so a lot of the other guys who really didn't come in until 10 then didn't but see them yeah I was in at 7.30 in the morning so the, the tutors would walk around and go okay what are you thought about this or whatever so when it came to the marking it they'd all they'd all talk to me about it beforehand about yeah. what about it or they knew what I was yeah and some of them I'd, I'd taken not ta- I'd taken on the ideas or I'd gone okay yeah, I'll think about that or yeah. whatever so they, they all kind of knew what what I was planning with it and I managed to to, to have a, a room dedicated yeah, it was my own room so and I and I I did a lot of work in the room to make so I filled in all the holes and I made sure the walls were perfect and I took the metal back so the way everyone painted over the metal work mm. I took it back to metal so that okay. all these materials were the original materials of the room as well. So when, when, when you talk about at a show, like, I always see it as I'm putting on an installation. Yeah, when, if somebody walks in, I want them to go, oh, okay. Oh, what's this? What's yeah. it? Like, oh, oh. And that's why all the cars are on upside down because, yeah, that whole thing of, <laughs> like, when you go, oh, they're all, they're all on. Yeah, it's, it's that thing of it. See, they may not engage with me, talk to me, but they'll they'll certainly stick around and try... Yeah, you can see them... If they haven't seen me before, you can see that kind of idea of... how What's going on? I see cars. He's covered in paint. He's on the floor. He's got a remote. He's got so a remote. Like 40 cars where are all paint brushes? Like, where are... The, no, the, car, the car's got the paint on it. He's painted... And then they see the hashtag paint with cars. Oh, he's painting with cars. <laughs> right, Okay. Oh, I still don't get it. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like you're making this 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 kind of um, almost like an equate an equation. Hmm. Yeah, we, you and wherever I am, whether that's in a shopping centre at Goodwood, um, in here, like yeah, my my now wife met me in here, oh. and she walked in and she was like, "What? What? What is this place?" <laughs> yeah, like you can see her going, "I don't, I don't, I don't understand." Yeah. First of all, I, I don't jump. I don't go. Oh, hi, hey, how you doing? I let people engage with it, and if they want to talk, if they want to talk about it, they will. Yeah. Um, and that's what I want people to do, is, is them to and to ask the question, rather than going trying to go. This is what it is. It's it's kind of working out what they're seeing. And some people come in and they go, Oh, is it a toy shop? I'm like, No. Could be. Could be, but it's not. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so it's 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 really. Uh, what's what's nice about here is I can when I've got the door open, I can hear people talking outside. Oh, that's the guy. Who's with car? No, <laughs> you, you're gonna hear like people going. I, I don't. Be- no, I don't believe you. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that, that's always where where what because I think I started off with doing a painting degree, being an illustrator who did a painting degree, but actually ended up creating a sculpture as his final piece it's kind of it's always been like that all sorts of stuff yeah. All, yeah, it's, it's never been I'm just a painter I'm, yeah. I'm a sculptor I can't if somebody wants me to sculpt or do something a bit different then I can and I think that's where you know, stuff over the years I've done helps with my the, 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 it's a very fine art thought process Yeah, I don't see myself particularly as a fine artist hmm. I see myself as an automotive artist that paints. I don't. I don't need to have a big explanation of. 
something for people to read or engage with to get a pre-idea of what I do. What you do, yeah. An automotive artist that paints. Yeah. Yeah. And, and cars is the theme. I do bikes, I do other things, but predominantly it'll always be, be cars because that's my passion. Yeah. So that's and it's very evident being in this room that you are super passionate about cars because there is, are cars absolutely <laughs> everywhere I walked in and we've got this massive scale electric track going around one side and then all the walls are covered in most of your artwork in either print form or large format we've got stuff hanging from the ceilings we've got bits of bodywork where did the bits of bodywork come from? Uh, uh, so I've been, yeah, I've been doing this for, for, for uh, 2006 Seven, 2007 I started doing it yeah probably 2008 really um, 2006, uh, over the years I've just worked for multiple manufacturers doing different things I'm fortunate enough to be in places you go oh I'll, I'll probably never experience this again mm. I'll never be here again and I'll savour being here yeah and enjoying that moment of doing this for yeah. this client or whoever and so yeah I was <laughs> I was at, at RML who used to produce all the touring cars for Chevrolet okay both yeah. Chevrolet world touring car and British touring car mm. at that time because at one point they were British touring car and world touring car champions in the same year 2009 mm. 8, 9 10 10 maybe 10 it'll tell you on that poster over there might be to the, uh, the Chevy uh, 2000 yeah so the next one across from it so bottom line down third one in the middle a blue car Oh, 2010. 10. Yeah. Um, so I was paint. So I, I I was asked to create at the Chevrolet Spark. You know that very well known, <laughs> beautiful car, little yeah. little uh, little car that they produced. But Craig, who was their PR guy, Craig Craig Cheatham, brilliant PR guy. Like he never had any budget, but he wanted to do cool stuff, mm. and he knew that if he could try and do cool stuff his cars might end up on the front cover of Auto Express, yeah. Auto Car, whatever. Yeah, this, is, this is before I did any kind of press launches. I just... I, I attended one as, yeah. a, as doing what I did. So they asked me to paint in the, the race bay down at RML. So I painted the Chevrolet Spark down at RML, creating this. So, you know, they had journalists coming out and watch me paint and whatever. And, um, and part of that was... I noticed outside they had a parts bin like yeah. outside yeah, yeah. stuff like yeah, these cars used to crash quite a lot because you yeah. had three or four in world touring car two at least two in British touring car yeah. most weekends and as you know with touring car it's there's a lot of contact there's a fair bit of contact it's not it's not exactly a non-contact <laughs> sport so yeah so I was I was there and um, I said to the the lady who ran the team or ran the race team at least I said I get you know if you get rid of the parts, I'll I'll take them. I'll come down and take. I'll, you know, if if you don't want them, and she's like, oh, well, wait 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 till the end of the season, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll hook you up. Yeah, so I, I I I've pretty much got a whole Chevrolet cruise in parts by the, <laughs> by the roof. I've got doors. 
I've got front and rears, I've got splitters. Oh, yeah, I've just noticed the, the rest of the car. Yeah, there's, there's quite a significant <laughs> impact on the. Yeah, that was, done at Silver, that was <laughs> rear ended at Silverstone. I know the guy who did all the uh, wrapping of the cars, hmm. the race finals, was really impressed that his race finals didn't, didn't oh, come it didn't off split like or anything, they, yeah. they literally stayed where the, where the car got rear ended. There's a panel over there which was a world touring car which caught fire on the first lap at Brands. <laughs> okay. And the team just, had, like, they were just... And it was a guest driver flown in from Brazil to race the car at Brands Hatch. Oh, dear. Caught fire first lap. And so the bonnet over there has got half of it is, like, charcoal. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, where... But that's... Yeah, yeah that's why people who walk in here go, oh, is that... Oh, that must be the front of that year. Yeah. How did you? <laughs> and then there's there's a Ford GT front end up here as well. All oh, right. Yeah, I can't see that. From a, from a yeah. Ford, so from a 2000, no, uh, 2006. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see it. Ford yeah, white with a with a blue stripe. Uh, and it's another a client of mine who who looks after all the GTs in Europe. Mm. So GT 101 down in down in yeah. Kent, down that, down that way. And yeah, so I, I dropped. Off, I was dropping off an artwork, and there was a, a bananaed GT. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "What's what's this?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh yeah, it, it, it got involved in an accident over in Poland, and that's the car had been shipped back yeah. to the UK to be repaired. They'd got a new chassis." And I said, "What, what about the front bit? Is that what's happening there?" And he said, "Oh, if you." If he's happy for you to have it, then you can have it. <laughs> so he then gave me the front, the front bit because it's like stone chips and, and all sorts. Yeah, of yeah. So. so many. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but whenever I'm at the racetrack, and if it's like a GT weekend or whatever, the amount of bits of cars that literally just get put in bins, yeah. like all over the place. Yeah, I know it probably looks like I hoard a lot, but I, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only on Hot Wheels though. Some things I just like. Oh, that's that's a nice something a memory of that, yeah. or it's a, yeah part of that event. Like I've got all my lanyards from launches and stuff. Keep. Do you know? Have any idea how many artworks you've created? At events it's about and stuff five. Now? It's over five hundred. So twelve, thirteen years. Generally, if you're creating fifty-ish a year, yeah. so. So based, yeah, so fifty based on twelve years. Plus, you know, sometimes I, if I'm commissioned by a manufacturer and it's a particular thing like logos, yeah, I did a, yeah. a, a one for Mercedes-Benz vans. That was a lot of logos. Um, so it's not always, it's not always, car, you know, vehicles. It can be, mm. it can be other other things, which is always exciting. Is it? And then throw into that also, you've got. Stuff like the Guinness World Record and yeah. the Guinness World Record. I missed this. So yeah, so Guinness World Record was 2015. Yeah. So the, the how how it all all began really is one. I I got a radio control car as a Christmas present. Right. I was told don't take down the studio and don't get paint on it, <laughs> which is Lightning McQueen from the film Cars, which is that and that car is there on the on the. Right, yeah. That's how it started. So I did what I. Told and I took it down to the studio and started tried to work out how to paint with the car. Right. So do I put paint onto the wheels or put paint onto the how do I go about painting with a car? And then I once worked out how, how to do it, which is put the paint down and then the car runs through it. Uh, I started doing colour wheels. Um so this is kind of two thousand and six, seven. Mm. I thought, oh how do I get this out there? Yeah, how do I go about? Yeah. So I, I painted in a shopping centre in Wolverhampton 
and they gave me they just gave me a unit to use to because it was it was 2008 was when the the money left yeah, the world yeah. financial uh, crash financial crash so um, a lot of the shops just went just you know shut up overnight or whatever so and Wolverhampton wanted to have Britain in blue so they wanted to look like they were colourful and fun yeah. and they were being active with their vacant, vacant shop units so I I took over a shop unit in Wolverhampton and I started to paint it gave me space to create something like my mm. studio at home was tiny like you know, it was I don't know a quarter the size of this space yeah. easily so I went and painted with with cars in the in the shopping centre uh, and then I also rang up all the I rang up all the media outlets so at that time there was no really there was no Facebook it was just about around there wasn't any Twitter there wasn't any Instagram no, any of that kind none of, of this stuff none yeah. of that stuff it was very much about get it into a written you know, into written media mm. like you know, people used to buy newspapers or, you know, and there was always local papers and how it worked I found out was if you got into like the local paper if the story was getting enough hits or interesting or, or quirky which I fit yeah. into then it would be fed onto the bigger yeah so I got into the like the Wolverhampton Express and Star and I and I got a feature in that which then led on to going into the Metro newspaper which was then on page three of Metro newspaper which was then going down to London so at that time I was teaching as well so in my non-teaching time I was doing this um, and I, I managed to get into the, the Metro newspaper and the kids were coming back to me at the college going uh, you're in a newspaper <laughs> cool what's going on I was like yeah it's good isn't it <laughs> I was like oh, I want a bit more of this yeah so I, I started teaching too. so I was a barman for a couple of years after, so after uni I went, did bar work which was great. I needed a break from art. Yeah. I, I needed after uni. I'd, I'd put everything into it, and I just needed to yeah time clear, out yeah. time out clear my head. I then was working in a nightclub, so I was the bar manager for, mm-hmm. for a nightclub, and I found out the DJs couldn't photograph themselves in the in the in the booth. Okay. Yeah. So I I was like, okay, I'll, I'll bring my camera in. I'll, I'll photograph you in the booth, and one of those DJs then used my image as his CD cover okay. and I was like this is cool well, this is interesting not, not really where I want to be but it's yeah. interesting see and I, and I went and bought the, the CD from HV at that time I was like this is my art and I, I said to my manager look this is my artwork and he was like why are you why are you working the bar then like if that's what you want to do you should you should go really do it. Go, do, go do it however you want to do it do it but I don't think bar work is for you Plus, my handwriting's terrible, so <laughs> people couldn't understand my like when I was writing orders down for food. <laughs> could not understand it. So yeah, so I approached my college that I got my my BSEC from, and said, "Look, if you want a visiting teacher, if you want a part-time teacher, I'll I'm quite happy to try it." Yeah. And yeah, if I've got to do a teaching qualification, I will. But I was never in it to be a teacher. Yeah. It was more the facilities. Like I was able yeah, access to access to all the stuff. Access yeah. to stuff. It was a more creative thing in bar work. It was like I was being creative at least. So yeah, when when I wasn't teaching, I was able to use the facilities and printmaking and and the, the the paper that I use now, I found out from from there from there. 
and when the studios weren't being used by students during the summer I was able to to go into the, the studios and take over the studios and I also then started to teach so I, I, I taught the young kids but also I then taught foundation so I taught the level that I wanted the ones who were like sponges yeah like you can mould them Absorbing into it. yeah they kind of soaked it in and you can mould you can mould them into what you wanted to do and I taught them and I was like look I'm an artist and I'm trying out this this is this is a technique I'm going to go with and some of them were like so you're like what <laughs> like, <laughs> you do what and it's sort of like okay this is cool and then then I got that first bit of media with, with Wolverhampton and I kept I was like right how do I keep this going so I approached Children Need with Pudsy Bear yeah so I approached BBC to do to paint Pudsy Bear live on Breakfast Radio mm. which is a very unvisual thing <laughs> so yeah so I painted Pudsy Bear that kept it going a little bit more it got I think it got onto the BBC like when they did their round of a children need locally it got onto there um, and then I started to do a lot more I started to do events so I started at the Heritage at Gaydon at the Heritage Centre yeah and I approached them and said look I could do this live I could do this as a performance for something and that year was the launch of it was the year of the Land Rover it was a Go 60 so it was the anniversary of Land Rover Mm. so I said okay I'll come and paint at your event and uh, I painted Land Rovers so Land Rovers were one of my first artwork and it kind of linked because obviously being from the city and you know yeah. it was a link to yeah, my uncle well. and um, and whatnot. I think my uncle was involved somehow I think he said I'll you know, get in to do it I, I don't know so I went and did that and that's where the first car artworks kind of came from I also had a solo show just before then and I did. I'd done a side profile of so the the Honda Civic Type R, which is over there. Mm-hmm. That's the very first car artwork, and that was done for Auto Express magazine. Kind of oh, right, yeah. So that was in kind of April, mm. early April time. So I, I kept at it. I had the solo show, which went really well, and so I had Auto Express come and do a feature. They time lapsed it, and then did Land Rover. And I started to go through the events calendar to see what yeah, other events. Be, like, what, what what is there? And there was this event called Goodwood Festival Speed, and I was like, I'd never been to it, so I was like, I don't know what it is, but it looks like it's in it. Yeah, it was in, you know, Autosport magazine, Motorsport magazine, like all the yeah. major. It's in everywhere. Yeah, it's in everywhere. I was like, well, what, what is it? So I approached him and said, look, you want me? At your, you want me at your show? <laughs> yeah, I need this space. And they said, well, how much are you going to cost? And I was like, oh. <laughs> Are you going to pay me? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Right. It was. I think it was like eight hundred quid. Yeah. Wasn't 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 a huge amount of money. It was. Yeah. So it was just a, a, a fee. I remember going down, and I got there. And I was like, oh, oh, it's big. <laughs> this is a this, serious event. This is a serious. Yeah. Because I think it was. Still, I was still teaching. So I, I had to do my certain amount of hours. Mm. But I think I had Friday off or something. Yeah. Because it wasn't the moving motor show at that time, so it was, I think it was just the Saturday, Sunday, I think, still. I, might have th- I think I went on a Thursday night, actually. So, on the Friday, I was there on my own, and I was like, oh, this is so much bigger than I thought, than anything else I've been at before. Because I've done Bewley as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But to get to Goodwood, I, I, I paid the portrait, and so I sent that to Goodwood, and Goodwood said, yeah, we want a portrait Lord March then. Okay. As you did a portrait of Lord Montague, yeah. we want a portrait of the then Lord March. So I was like, okay. So, and that year was Hawthorne to Hamilton as well. So it was Mike Hawthorne to Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Lewis was halfway through his season with Massa, where they were like, fuck, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah at it. And so I, I painted Hawthorne on the Friday, and then I painted a portrait of Lewis Hamilton, and then I painted a Lewis's car and they were very particular about what images to, to paint because yeah. it was what well, it had to be on brand so I I painted a portrait the paint was and then painted a portrait and then on the Tuesday following Tuesday it went really well amazing event brought all the artwork back photographed it all went back to local press and said look here's a portrait of Lewis Hamilton I painted mm. and then I was teaching and my boss came in they're like oh we've we've had uh, we've had MC Saatchi on the phone <laughs> I'm like, what? They want to talk to you about the portrait. And I thought, I'm in trouble. I was like, <laughs> somebody's, I've, I've clearly done something. I've done something wrong. someone else. Somebody is not happy with what I've done. Because obviously, like, at that time, I had no idea what a corporate commission. Yeah, yeah. Well, I literally, I had no idea. So I was like, oh, okay. And then, so I rang him and I said, oh, hi. You rang? I was teaching at the time. How can I help? And they were like, yeah. So we, they were like... One of, our, one of our team members saw you at, at Goodwood. We wondered how big you could paint. I said, well, how big do you want it? Well, well they're like, well, because they're quite vague, PR, yeah, yeah. quite vague. We don't know at the moment, but we just want to, would you consider doing it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, blah, whatever, yeah. I thought it was wind-up. So I was like, yeah, whatever, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't mind. You're one of five ideas, we'll come back to you. Yeah. Okay, and then, it, yeah, go, a couple of weeks go by, Ring me again. Right, you now one of three ideas. Like, so how, how, could you come down to our offices and talk us through what you do and we'll work out how big you think you can paint? <laughs> so, right, fine. Go to the offices. Uh, Golden, Golden Square, is it in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just behind. With the table tennis tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Golden Square. The Saatchi offices are there. So walk in, I'm like, you're right. I'm kind of like, not having any idea what's going on. Um, and like, all right, so could you, how, how big do you think you go? paced out the offices I said and like 12 has always been like a lucky number yeah so 12 12 metres <laughs> by 8 metres yeah I think yeah based on what we why could, not yeah. why not they're like okay yeah we'll do that and uh, I had no idea and I literally went back home and went to dad and said how big is 12 metres <laughs> like how big yeah I have no idea how big it is and then we worked out and then, then, then it became down to two ideas and they're like right we're going to do this and we're going to do it out in Brazil and I'm like what? 
you see, I was like, I was like, you see, is this serious? <laughs> and then it couldn't happen out in Brazil because of security. Eventually, I ended up painting a 12 meter by 8 meter sized portrait of Lewis Hamilton for Reebok uh, in the run up to the Brazilian Grand Prix. Sick. So, so yeah, and it was done in done in on Regent Street, which is now the Nespresso store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that shop, uh, and I painted it over six days, creating for Reebok. So it's all branded up. Hmm. It remain. I think it still remains Reebok's most successful advertising campaign. Awesome. They ever they did. So it hung next to Tower Bridge in a run up to Brazilian Grand Prix. How did- what do you even do with something that big after you've finished it like can you just roll it up yeah just rolled up in my garage at home <laughs> uh, yeah it was it was it was talked about because it was it was um, it was quite the problem is is that what do you do because yeah, it was so big and like do you just does each square, some squares would have just been blue yeah some squares would just been yellow because it's just like if you cut it up you couldn't really tell so they they didn't really know what to do with it because it, it was kind of like it, it went beyond their expectations yeah and they didn't really know what to do with it after <laughs> so but it was yeah and it was that was the first corporate that's really cool thing I ever and I, it was I, I literally treated it like it was a wind up I, I thought because they showed me around the studio yeah. area a week before by flashlight going yeah here's where you're going to paint <laughs> and we're going to nick the electricity from next door and I was like I was like, "What?" I was like, "This, this isn't serious." It literally got global, a global reach. You know, so prior to all the social channels being there, mm. and also at that time there was lots of you know bad things with money happening, and people. I think people wanted something a bit lighter. Yeah, it kind of just hit some some you know kind of the right point. The, the right, right time. point. And, you know, when you have a news channel and they go, "I'm here on a lighter note," yeah, here's yeah. this massive artwork being painted. So yeah, so that was, that was 2008. So it was then shown to Lewis out in uh, Brazil. He then won, so he was crown world champ. And this artwork was up by yeah. up by Tower Bridge. And it was like a whirlwind. The, the Monday after that, I was back to teaching. <laughs> and I was like, and my, my students were like, "Sir, like, what happened? What happened there?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> it happened. It happened. I I'm still very tired. I don't I don't know what happened there. So yeah, and then I just I continued to do events on a small on a much smaller scale. But then I was able to go full time. So prior to this, I'd approached, I'd talked to Blue Peter mm. and said, "Oh, you really want me on the show?" And they were like, "Yeah, when you've when you've done something big, <laughs> we'll come back to you." Literally the week after, I had Blue Peter on the phone going, "Yeah, so uh, we want you on the show now because we, we saw that, and could you come and create it for us as well?" And I was like. All right, so that, that Blue Peter was 2009, which painted live on the show. Still one of the most surreal. The whole things like yeah. it, it, it ruined my childhood because I thought <laughs> I thought the whole building was like real. Oh uh, yeah, I can imagine. And I was like, oh, it's a set. <laughs> they're putting it. What do you mean they're, all, they're packing it all? <gasps> I was like, I just remember being like a little bit of again. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, not real. TV isn't TV land's not real. Um, you know, now that you know, I've seen as yeah, you know, kind of highlight and go, yeah, I like, did that. And yeah, really cool. You get, did you get a badge? Got a badge. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy who was just walking around like with a with like a 
po- like a pocket full of badges. <laughs> He's like, have you not got badges? I was like, no. <laughs> and then there, I remember there, there was like a plinth with, you know how you, you could like earn special ones? Yeah. There was like a plinth with all them all on and I was like, oh my God, like, I could take, I could just take. I could take these. I could take, because there's nobody here guarding them. Like in my, in my childhood, like in my childhood memory, I'm like, they're like gold, like, and they were just kind of stuck to a, <laughs> to, to a bit of blue tack to a bit of cardboard. But yeah, no, and randomly a friend of mine who was with me for that, because I was like, I, just to unpack and help me get the car. And I think she was even more like, what happened? Like, what is this? Ian, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, just go with it. Just go with it. And then, for, you know, and every time, you know, like a TV thing happened, some, somebody else would be in touch and go, Oh, we saw you on this. Yeah. Can you do this? So I, I my studio, I, I was in briefly in, in Birmingham and I moved over to the, the Heritage Motor Centre at Gaydon, which is now mm. the British Motor Museum. Yeah. So I was there for, for five years. Uh, and in that time, you know, was able to progress and build the business and have clients come in and have their artworks done there but also use it as a base so that yeah. I could increasingly you know be on that M40 car or being able to get down to Silverstone and get to to key to key events yeah how many events do you do a year now this year this year we've done a lot more did a lot more we started earlier starting in February um there's there's there's, there's key ones that I try me out if I'm being commissioned by somebody then I'll be at them as part yeah. of that yeah. brand yeah so if I'm wearing stuff with a brand on, it's generally because I'm there for them. Uh, there, for, there for them. Essentially, I'm going as me, where I can then bring all my prints and all my yeah, all my stock, and be pop band colour. Or if I'm on somebody else's stand and I'm part of their promotion, their display thing. Type I, stuff. I, mean, I, thought, I had some weird one. Like, I did I did a show called BVE in London, which is like a like a visual. Okay. Entertainment's one, oh, so cool. like it's it's, a, you know, it's a, the film industry yeah. essentially. So there's a, co- a company called CVP who supply. I have used CVP. So yeah, so CVP had me as their entertainment on their stand. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I was basically I was this, but around me there was like a gazillion cameras. <laughs> So and people could just literally use the camera and like film uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, test their their lens and zoom in and but the, the funny thing about that one was like you could tell like the students because they also had like kind of gim like big cameras who kind of swooped like so I'd be painting and like, this camera would like <laughs> like all of a sudden the camera would like be like here or like I'm painting and a, a camera would be like boom <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like ow. <laughs> Guys, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh, no, <laughs> like, that's a really bad angle. <laughs> um, one early one was the London Motor Show. I remember I got some paint on my so that's 2009. The last, the last proper London Motor Show in Earl's mm. uh, Court in the Insignia was being launched, I think. Uh, and Chevrolet was. Still, I was there with Chevrolet, so they had me on their press day and their last day. And uh, I got some paint on my on my feet or something. Yeah. And I then decided to walk out of my area, <laughs> and there was like a footprint <laughs> kind of going off off there. In, in, come back. Yeah, I was lifted back in. I wasn't allowed to to, to, then, uh, to stand anywhere. But yeah, it's it's really twelve twelve years of doing. You forget some events you've done, and yeah, it's not until you. Not until you 
kind of go, oh, that was then, that was 2012, 13, 14, yeah, like all those shit kind of, kind of almost blend into one now because it's like, I remember them if they're, you know, when painting out in like Middle East, you know, mm. go, you know out in Dubai, you know, painting in front of the, the royal family, like, all, like him and his sons. Yeah. And like, I'm sweat, I'm like so <laughs> hot, I'm sweating. And I look up and I'm like, <laughs> they're like, mm-hmm. And then they walk off. This is good. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like I hope I hope, I'm, I hope that was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was that was bizarre. Painted on the one show with Chris Evans, like, okay. and he he was he was cool. Like he was like this, and uh, he just sat over, the, over that side of the boxes with his son and just talked about why he owns mm. the cars he owns, and he was just like having a chat with a mate. Yeah, which was really nice. And he what was really nice is that he. He took, he took in all that information, and then related to camera like six, you know three hours later. Yeah. So he, he obviously was taking in like why I do it, who you know what I've done, blah, blah. and then later he just related to camera. It shows that he was really engaging. Really switched on and yeah, engaging of, of with it. Yeah. What, it what, what it was about. The other one, yeah, which was very still very useful now is I I was involved in the Top Gear art special when they took over oh, the, yeah. the, put a load of artwork into a gallery in Middlesbrough. So I got a phone call from the one of the producers just going, hi, yeah, it's blah, blah, from Top Gear. And I was like, oh, hi, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, have you got any artwork um, that we could have to put into a, yeah, put into a, a, a gallery? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I've got, I happened to have some framed up at that point. And uh, they're like, right, okay, we need it at the, the, the test track at Dunsfold. And then we need it taken up to Middlesbrough where you'll have it that would be on display and uh, and yeah and obviously it still gets repeated now and, yeah that's cool and people who didn't know me in 2009 who know me now to them like oh my god you're on that episode I was like yeah <laughs> they just rang me up <laughs> that happens it's just, it's just the way it is sometimes it's like they just ask me yeah because you, you never know who's when you're at a show because my back's towards everybody yeah. and not it's a very British thing of not wanting to yeah they're like excuse me excuse well, is it a, can, can we have a conversation? They don't want to ask. So you start until after it, you know, the show, you kind of get the, you find out all the feedback. Who, who, yeah, who was there or who wasn't there, and so yeah, so and that's happened a few times. Yeah, so I was I was asked to do the the Park Fermi artwork for for F1 out in Monza mm. in 2017, and I just said, how did you? No. How did you find me? How the hell did you know I existed? They're like, we know, we're at the shows, <laughs> we're fans of it, we're we're fans of the sport and motorsport, so we will, yeah, we see where you are. But I, I think that that was pro- that's still the hard. That's the hardest one, I think I ever, I ever. Attempted. Why so? Why so tricky or difficult? Uh, Monza 2017. It rained a that, lot. That doesn't help. A lot of paint doesn't dry in the rain at all. <laughs> Um, the, the the whole thing changed from us setting off from here to arriving in Monza. Right, yeah. That the artwork changed. The stuff wasn't ready. Like what we asked, yeah, wasn't ready. The size of it changed. It rained and rained and rained and rained and rained. And just time scales. Just just what was doable and what was a yeah the, the what I could physically do. Yeah. In the time we had and what what was available what was available yeah it was, it was, that, was that was I learned a lot it was an amazing experience and it was amazing to be part of 
F1 for a, a, week, a week or best part of a week and just see how it how it, it works. works. How, yeah, what you see on TV and what is the machine. The, yeah, the the absolute juggernaut that it is, and how it's all done on like. You, you see when a car goes off and hits a barrier and a mm. high, you know, the Heineken branding falls down or yeah, so that's all produced everything's produced on site <laughs> everything like there's a guy in a in a truck who's who'll be ready to reprint really that wow it's and it's all produced on site it's, uh, what they do is just incredible and I was just a part of that yeah of that jigsaw for and how they relay it to to TV and, and, and everything was it was amazing but yeah that was probably the, the biggest lesson <laughs> le- yeah. learning and uh, of what I've done the last you know over the thing is you can take from one project you can take it to another yeah a little bit yeah. a little bit I'm sure you do it yourself we, we on, a, on a shoot and you learn something something goes wrong and you're like oh okay yeah but the next time it, you go oh well, this is this is why I bought this with me or whatever yeah 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 so it's, it was <laughs> it was because of the weather there's, there's just nothing we could yeah you, you, I can't for, I, I, I couldn't predict it yeah. nobody would have predicted that qualifying would have been cancelled yeah like it, yeah or, or moved and yeah there wouldn't be any other right yeah it was just it was just and then the Sunday was glorious it was unbelievable yeah and we were able to work with it and do something <laughs> Um, I've been in a very fortunate position to learn a lot from the different projects yeah. I've done. And what's nice is that when I go and do school talks now, or when I go in and talk to people about it, you, you, when you've got a, a kind of a story of how it started in 2008 to some of the key things, yeah, you know, oh, this is, I learned this, did this, changed this, and it's, you know, it becomes like a quite a quite a thing that's been yeah. done and there's still plenty more to do as well do you um, has it evolved the the artwork you're creating has it evolved a lot since you started doing this style or uh, it's always I think my stuff's always been colourful yeah it's always been on a large scale that's what I think I've been always been most mm. most yeah producing so, and, and, and I really enjoy like if some events there's just a sweet like Goodwood this year with Michelin was just a sweet spot of just creating stuff like we spent six months planning for it mm. so we were like right we need to get an artwork done each day this is what we need to get done it needs to be videoed it needs to be time lapse and we need to when I say we it's like me because me and my dad yeah. worked together you know he's so we're like we spent from February to end of May just knocking out like creating artworks making sure you get one per day in in conditions where we had power right. conditions where we didn't have power okay like, yeah. you know, so like what can we get done in a day what how, we say power in like le- electricity because so, you, know, you want to be able to dry it yeah if you can't dry it then the artwork, where do you put wet artwork right yeah because yeah so what do you normally what do you do in that scenario Head, well, if you've got power, you've got hair dryers. Okay. So, how long does it take with a hair dryer to dry? Well, it will skin over. It will, it will, it will, it will skin over. So, yeah, uh, it's not my favourite way of drying it. Ideally, you want natural. Just leave it. You yeah. want natural sun. You want sunlight and wind. You actually want sunlight and wind. Yeah. So that the wind 
takes away the moisture. Dry, and then the sun will dry it. So what, what was very fortunate with Gilbert this year is that the area where I was, was it was like a conservatory. So in the morning, you could paint comfortably. By two, one o'clock, two o'clock, it, it became like a, like a sauna. Yeah. So it, it would naturally dry because you had direct sunlight yeah. and it was just dry it would dry it anyway Perfect. so um, yeah so we we worked really you know, for this year we worked really hard to just to get into that routine of mm. paint, painting something quickly but also to the level that you to want. the level that I was so I actually ended up speeding by the time I actually got to Google I was painting too quickly okay so I actually had to help. yeah because I guess they say we want you to create this throughout the day yeah, they want yeah. you to sort of be creating it throughout the day, yeah. not in half an hour done and then standing around. Yeah, but around. with Gilbert also, you've got people arriving at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So you've got people literally punters in from 8, and they're there till 8. So you've got 12... Yeah, so That's a long time, yeah. So it's a 12-hour day, and also you, people want to be... What, what brand wants is that they want people on their stand or near their stand looking, you know, Yeah, seeing what's, what's going on. Yeah. And it's a very, Brit, a very British thing. Oh, curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over there? I can see something going on over there. Um, and people will just keep, whether they can see it or not, they'll keep. Because yeah. they, they like to be behind somebody going, oh, I can uh, see something's gone over there, but I can't quite <laughs> see it. But I, I think I should wait here until. Um, so, yeah, so it was. It, it, that was, yeah, that was. That was a really good exercise. Yeah, I've always wanted to be back at Goodwood, you know, as it. As it started for me, very much started 2008 at the Festival of Speed with doing the Lewis artwork, and yeah. I want it was nice, you know, come 11 circle, years on to come back and do it with brand and and the, you know, with with the, the with the bigger aspect of being with Michelin and with a brand who who are then using that content to yeah. to promote themselves because I was painting with Michelin tires and and whatever. So it's um, and oh, so yeah. you have a do you do you have a tire sponsor? Sometimes. No, no, just, just depends on, on who I... I mean, the treads of the tyres are important. Like, you do have different textures yeah. from different tyres. Uh, and I have worked for, you know, like I said, Michelin, Goodyear, uh, Dunlop, Falcon, Nankang. Yeah, I've worked from, for them all in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, so the, for the touring car in 2018, I did I did all the... I went around and painted all the all the... A majority of the touring car rounds, right? Yeah, for that brand, for Dunlop, for Goodyear, I painted a giant eagle with their with their new eagle. When it was the eagle something isometric something or other, yeah, I painted a giant eagle, yeah, which was done with their tyres. So, yeah, so it just it just depends on what whether they want it as a at an event mm. or as a promotion, promotional so, thing, like yeah. promote. So they'll, they'll video it and it will be a a video right so yeah, yeah. if the artwork's so big like the Lewis one like the Guinness World Record one it's the artwork's so big like what do you what do you yeah. do with it yeah whereas, whereas these ones are small you know for corporate head offices for for yeah so Michelin have got a head office in Stoke they've got one in um, and Germany so the, the artworks can be put into places yeah, yeah. Where, where they can be seen and it makes a nice story are you cranking them out no, that is definitely not the right word that's not what I mean but are you are you painting like pretty much every day now or the full mix um I think if 
I think if I painted every day, I wouldn't enjoy yeah. it. 100% I can see like, that. I don't know about yourself, but like if you, if if, if it just becomes a, a thing job, you have to do, a thing I have to do, I don't do it because obviously it's what pays yeah, mortgage, yeah. it pays everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be in a zone of without getting too artsy, or yeah, you've got to be in that area of right. I'm painting, mm. and what I tend to do is that if I've got ones to do, I'll do them all. At, I'll be like right next. Next. Okay, yeah, you right. get in the groove. You get you, you get into that route, like into that routine. It's very it's it's, a, it's in the summer when I'm when kind of peak event season. Yeah, so if you're at an event, yeah, Goodwood was a whole week, so you, mm-hmm. I was there for the Monday through to the following Monday. But say you're arriving at Silverstone for the F1, so so they start gates open Thursday. You're setting up Wednesday. Yeah, um, you might have been. I was at another event on the. I would go back on a Monday, so you only have a day yeah. to like either unpack or just you just take your stuff sort down, it out, to, yeah. down to the next event and sort it out at the next event. Um, so it's often in the summer you, you, you're packing up, you know, you're, you've only either got one or two days max to do anything, yeah. and that's more likely to be paperwork. Yeah. Like it's more likely to be yeah you're not really having time to spend just in the studio chilling you're no. it's, it's event 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 and then the logistics around yeah logistics about getting the stuff from one place to another or where it, where it's got to be or like what the next artwork is get the canvas get all the materials yeah. get the yeah like yeah, I've got to make sure I've got this stuff to be able to do this stuff are the cars ready uh, have I got to brand up the cars have I got a yeah like what is it I've got to do prior to even thinking about getting it all out to paint mm. so yeah so it's I'd I say, I say I'd probably paint 30% of the time like so 70-30 yeah. maybe but I enjoy that 30% 100% yeah like once oh, I paint it's great yeah um, but to make all that happen you have to do the 70% got to, you've got to do the 70% and you know chase up things and have meetings about about whatever um, it's and that's yeah. You know, it's probably what you don't. It's certainly not what you learn at art school. Like all of that business stuff is what you learn when you're doing it. Yeah. When you're doing it, you know, and yeah, you know, and it hasn't always gone to plan. Yeah. You know, like it's you know when so with the Guinness World Record, yeah, you know, we had to get the, the outline much like this had to be printed on a big scale it's 207 square meters which is yeah. just huge ridiculous you can't you can't draw you, you can't yeah. draw that you can't you've got to have that printed and the tech the the, the company I used because it was often these projects are done on kind of later pier yeah and, and then then also the budget there so we can do it right go ahead go it's ahead. always last minute yeah really. um, so we did a test piece we tested it and it worked like because I had to see an, uh, under UV light I had to see a very faint outline yeah under UV light we tested okay. it with a test piece perfect but because the piece they, uh, the the material was so big and they didn't have it in stock they printed it on another material they did have it in stock hmm. but this material didn't react in the same way under UV light <laughs> so all of a sudden this outline under UV light I can't see <laughs> So you're on site going, uh, this, this, uh, this, and uh, yeah, you've got the, and the clients going, so uh, what's the what's the plan? <laughs> you're like, ah, 
I'm going to work that out. This wasn't what I was meant to be. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, occasionally. You, yeah, you kind of... You, you live and love it. Yeah. yeah uh, probably the worst one was... Um, I've, done, I've created out in the States a few times. I've done, yeah, out in America a few yeah. times. Uh, which has been fortunate, you know, great, amazing place to go and do it, particularly with their, with their car culture. I've been out twice before, so I've done out in Vegas yeah. uh, twice. Uh, Vegas and Miami, which is brilliant. Because it's like, oh my God, you're British? Oh my God, you paint with, oh my God. using a car. Like, how did you even get here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing, yeah, amazing place to go and do it. But yeah, the the, the third time I attempted, not attempted, that sounds bad. Third time I went to go, I didn't know that I'm actually I'm actually classed as a performer. All oh, right, not so I need a performance visa. Oh right, yeah, not a standard visa, yeah. or definitely not an Esther. Yeah, so I flew into Detroit. On an Esther because I've done it before. Yeah, no problem. Fine. It's fine. Fly into the, the into the, the airport. Go through security check. Thank you, sir. Go and have a good day. And I, you know, I'm carrying quite a lot of equipment, so I've got a bag of equipment. Yeah. How much stuff do you take when you go to uh, these things when, abroad? When abroad, you, I'll take half the amount of cars. I don't how many take cars. Any, do you normally take? Uh, it's probably you want a mixture of big ones and little ones. So okay. you want probably. Th- 30, 30. Yeah. but I mean even going through an airport with that's a lot of like, that's a lot of bags is it, yeah it, was, it all fits into one like generally one bag so oh, okay. I, I, I put the cars in there uh, I put my kneeling pad I don't fly out with any batteries because if you think about it these look like plastic wired boxes yeah yeah all with remote controls yeah with remote controls yeah so I, I don't I don't take any batteries with the cars and I don't take any paint I, I fly with the cars controllers masking tape the minimum and yeah. the artwork whether that's which is normally rolled on a paper a yeah. it's a paper based artwork so I'm walking through an airport and I look a little bit oh, there's, there's one guy with a lot of, lot of stuff, lot of stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah so I got, I got pulled up at Detroit and this guy was like oh can I see your passport and I said yeah, here you are and then he went thank you very much come with me and I said uh, exits that way it's like yep you're all going this way <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> that's not uh, that's not what I want that's not, that's not what we wanted is it really and then yeah so because he'd obviously seen that I'd been into the States twice before he'd mm. seen it as that I was breaking the law oh yeah for the third time oh dear so I was uh, stopped in uh, customs for three hours all my stuff was taken off me and I was put back on the same plane no. oh wow uh, with, yeah with armed guards as well behind me oh dear yeah it was they take stuff a bit seriously it was very they? serious well, what was even more serious was, <laughs> was I screenshotted my notes on my phone because yeah. I was trying to explain to my parent like what's going on so yeah. I write it down a note screenshot it yeah. then I forgot to turn it on to silent so they then made their yeah. noise in whilst I was detained. And they're like, what are you doing? They were like, yeah, you got you got even more serious at that point. I was like, oh, this is and my client was like, Where are you? I said, I'm I'm and I said, Yeah, and I was like, Can you speak to him? Explain what's going on? Yeah. And they were like, No. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, so uh, sometimes it did, that, was... did that get resolved? 
uh, I, I was flying back and eventually I ended up doing uh, I ended up doing an artwork for them eventually the, the most frustrating thing was it was the launch of a of the global HQ oh. so they had like Ford Chevrolet Nissan like they had all all the big players yeah. being I would have been the entertainment yeah yeah for them so you know just one of those things just happen yeah like yeah. it's it makes a good story now. it does it does make a really good story <laughs> at the time it was a bit sad <laughs> yeah I can imagine very stressful yeah yeah it wasn't uh, but it, funny this is the beauty of of um, of the internet though as well is, is that the, the amount of support and nice things that were said and people got in touch and said yeah it's happened to me you know the particularly creatives in the states where you're crea- you know, you're you're creating something it sometimes uh, it can be seen as yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, I have to make sure I have the correct. Uh, so you've got to get all the, the documents and whatever documents. Yeah. Have you, have you always been comfortable painting and creating art in front of other people, or was that when you decided to start doing these installations? Was that something you had to come across? Yeah. Deal I, with? I, what I what I really like is yeah. I mean, one the studio has always been in a public place. Yeah. It's never been like. Locked away, oh, okay. And I've never had, you know, yeah. It's even when I was at the, even when I, when I was first at the Cursor Factory, which was a unit, I wanted people to kind of pop in, pop in, and be like, oh, have a look. Well, what's going on there? I think all my a lot of my art has always been about process and engagement of that process. Right. And how, like with the, the sculpture, like you can literally see, oh, we've put it onto wires, and yeah. there's no like every fairy grace about it. It's that's how it's. Done. done. So I think the performance element was when it's been like bigger projects and stuff. I think that's yeah, you you can play a bit more with that because people are watching you. Yeah, and you can be you can like people <laughs> love it when you when you're throwing paint out. Yeah, yeah. They look. Oh, oh my god! Like he's really like this guy's a real artist. <laughs> yeah, 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 you you can. Like it's, it's so a uh, water sport. I remember, yeah, one year. Is I just because it's sometimes it used to be so busy, like so many people. I just used to put headphones on, yeah, and just have music. I think I've seen you with headphones on, and I just, I just go right. I can't, I can't speak to everybody, but I will just do my thing. And if they really, if they, if I know them or whatever, then I'll obviously, yeah, engage and whatever. But sometimes it's nice. I always have music on. Yeah, it's nice just to to have that beat to it or listen to you know so often with the radio and stuff it's um, it's just timings I know what time it is in the day oh, okay. if, yeah, if, yeah. If, I, if I know that DJ's on it's it's that it's that time because I don't I don't wear wear a watch so I don't re- yeah it just gives you an idea of mm. what yeah what time of day it is um, and also yeah, like often I'm not if I'm in the studio I'm not really with anybody so it's quite nice yeah. just to have yeah, yeah, something, yeah. something in the background. Something on the guard, something play, yeah, playing or you know, people talking. What's, what's nice about me here is that you, with the door open, people will, will walk in. Yeah, you know, with, with students nearby and whatever, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll inquisitively go, oh, what's, uh, what's going on? Yeah, it's cool. And if you're nearby, I would definitely recommend sticking your head in because yeah. it's quite a funky place. So the Skeletrics not working at the moment. So, oh. so no Skeletrics at the moment because, you know, dust. <laughs> just, <laughs> just dust. <laughs> Over the years, I've been fortunate enough to experience things, travel with it. Yeah, I love love traveling with it. You know, Middle East has been 
the few times around the least that's been real fun do you have a favourite place that you've been uh, I, I, I did Miami was um, I loved Miami. Mm. Miami but I think creatively it was it was just a cool city there was just stuff going on and it was just like oh Oh, on, on, on Orange uh, Orange County as well Orange County mm-hmm. just so just outside of you know a journey from Vegas yeah Orange County was cool there was just stuff going on and it was like the, the, the guy who, who was out there with his he, he worked for the company and he lived there and he was like he says he said to me it's not you won't get it initially but you'll you'll if you be here for a bit you'll realise what it's like here yeah and you'll kind of get that feel for it. And people are just super friendly. Like, oh, you're an artist. Can we meet my artist friend? And we went to like, the <laughs> studio. And it was just like, oh, you're pretty. Oh. And then randomly I walked in as a, as a, as a helmet painter who's got a shop in, in, Orange, in, in Orange County. Oh, what's his name? He paints the helmet painter for, for Ken Block. Yeah. And I walked into this store and there was a Triumph motorbike on to my right. Yeah. What's it? Oh, it's good. good to see another Brits made it over here. Yeah, I said it out loud, and uh, and then the girl behind the counter was like, "Yeah, me too." I was like, "What?" She was, she, was, she was like, "Yeah, me too." And I was like, "Where are you from?" She's like, "Dudley." It's like you are kidding me. I was like, "This is this is ridiculous." But yeah, that was just, I, I, I kind of that's what kind of inspired this place a bit more was was he had a store. And he had his products. Yeah, the helmet painting was his yeah. product, but he also had the merch yeah. that linked back to uh, Troy Lee. Troy Lee is Troy Lee designs. Yeah, yeah. Troy Lee, yeah. So he had the, sto- the I think the, the the actual painting happened at a place out in LA, uh, more towards Vegas, and the store was more of his commercial mm, element to it. Front to it, yeah. So uh, and I kind of I what was really odd she was like oh, I was chatting to the girl at the council for a while she was like oh, he'd love it if he you know, met you and, and talked to you about what you're doing and, he, and she's like oh, he, just, he just doesn't come into the store though he just, and then he literally walks in <laughs> and I'm like this is wicked <laughs> so and he was cool he was a really nice guy just, just and like, it was just nice that, that had that kind of creative but commercial yeah. element to it which is what I kind of wanted to be a bit a bit more like is to have that view so there's more than just prints yeah there's going to be more to it to, to the brand yeah because if someone wants to sort of get involved with pop band colour at the moment I guess there's various options you could buy a print mm-hmm. you could commission you to create an artwork yep or have you at an event yep is, are there those the the main they're the, they're the kind of main thing and then um, and then you've got stuff like I still do school talks I go in and okay, do yeah. I do uh, kind of corporate team builds mm. as well which is all kind of part and I show a presentation of what I've done yeah and, yeah so it kind of gives a yeah so uh, yeah so it, it, there are different elements to it and uh, you know my aim is you know people people really like you know the kind of the the paint splattered cars so you know, yeah kind of, yeah like they like them as this and the amount of people if you sell that they'll buy it yeah is that a what is that it's 4 a by G- 4 squared it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's a it's a, it's a, it's a G wagon uh, that has been pop banged so but actually these are these are one of my favourite 
like paintbrushes to uh, to you. The wheels on it are really good, and it's oh. actually the same tire that's modelled on my wedding ring. Oh, oh, so okay. That, that's the tire, cool. the tire is that, that that it's that tire made smaller. Do you, you have to wash that ring a lot? <laughs> it's it's now got like red in it. I quite the whole idea was that it was going to get paint in it. Yeah. But in a way, then it will change colour. Yeah. So if I was doing a blue artwork, it would then go yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah. So it's red at the moment because I did a piece, and I had to really cake my hands in red paint and do something. <laughs> so it's got red paint in it. But I, that was the the intention that it was, yeah. was going to be a. It was going to get going to yeah. get painted up. Paint painting it. There's elements. Yes, yeah, so you got the prints. You got originals. Me creating at, at shows, events, um, and then there's going to be the, there'll be other. Merchandise yeah. available. Yeah, we're doing like pin badges and okay, yeah. stickers and just some different things that people want is different levels so people can engage. Yeah, hundred percent. So there's not like a little kid. Yeah, so a little kid who would love a sticker. Yeah. At the same time, you know, they might the pocket money might be twenty five pounds. So a print to them is like, oh, that's all. That's all my pocket money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously you've got the bigger prints and the originals you know obviously you know I want people to own originals and that's uh, you know that's what the business the, 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 the business is, is is to create people's passions people's ownerships and for them to be in, what's, what I want is them to be involved in the creation yeah you know it is, is that it's a very because they go oh what, what if it goes wrong and someone paint dries <laughs> <laughs> paint dries so you know, if it goes wrong we can always well, we change it. It's uh, and that's 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 the the kind of enjoyment element of it is is that it's it's accessible. And I think it's yeah. it's really important to have artwork that is accessible. So when when it's on their wall or it's on our wall, they can go, oh, I, I I did this and I did it with this, and people go, "Would you do a pot? It's painted with a pot." And like, here's the video of of it being done. Yeah, it's so it's very social led. It's you know it's it's it. Over the ten years, eleven years I've been doing it, the the market has changed. How yeah. people engage has changed, and I've had to adapt, or, or, or alter and adapt so that it it fits that. Yeah. So so that, that it's not just artwork; it becomes something that people, you know, even before painting this, people go, oh, "I can't wait to see it." Like they're excited to see it, before, yeah. and that that's the right kind of thing to have is people's excitement for something being, being created and then being able to engage with it after yeah I, I'm really excited to see it because I've seen your art all over the place and obviously this room is now full of it but I've seen you at events forever and to be able to have one of my cars on is pretty it's sweet well, it's, a, it's a pretty yeah and what 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 I love is that not finding out about it yeah like finding out about we had what, a little chat when I uh, just before the podcast and Ian asked me he was like okay so like just like explain about the car and we had a good good little chat but that's for me it it gives me it gives me when I'm painting it I'm like alright that's why that yeah yeah it, it kind of the story behind why it, you know, why it was created you know, the one who recently Morgan uh, you know, John, Jonathan's Morgan you know, the car was being built as I was painting the artwork oh okay and the artwork of the car finished at the same time oh okay cool so I was able to go over to the car see the colour or the exact colour that was being done yeah and then go back and put it into that artwork and then you know uh, Jonathan you know Jonathan the designer signed the artwork so it was very much done 
as the car was being that's really cool as, as it was being produced so and that's what you could do is you, you could run it, run it alongside things and go right tell me when it's being finished or you, yeah and that whole artwork was based on a on an artist impression it wasn't even a photo of the actual car yeah it was an artist impression <laughs> of the car before it was built but yeah I think that's why I really enjoy finding out about it is because people ask me questions when they're when they're buying a print or whatever they go oh is that is that, that, is that that person's oh is that the car is that that car uh, yeah particularly how social, social media is is you know Instagram feeds and oh, I've seen that on you know that's that person's you know who've done like drift cars and whatnot. and kids will buy prints because it's that particular car it's that particular car that's definitely it and I like, when I walked in here I saw all these Hot Wheels on the walls so you have quite a Hot Wheels collection and I was saying how I've I decided at one point I was like okay I'm just I don't want to have loads and loads of loads of little cars everywhere so I'm just going to buy the ones that I own and then I realised I went to Le Mans Classic saw this 73 RSR that I've seen at a few events and then I saw the model of the car that I've seen racing I was like okay I've got it like that that's just like my favourite car I've got, to, I've got to buy that and you get that association with stuff you've seen like having an artwork of a car that you recognise that just means so much more than just a generic whatever it is yeah. no t- totally I mean yeah my, my Hot Wheels collection was definitely it was, it was never meant to be a, but it's one of those things that is like it, when I find a particular one or seen one I'm like oh that, it, there's that yeah, when I am at events, yeah, I'm going past a supermarket or a toy store or whatever. Yeah, um, there is. Yeah, I get. I enjoy collecting them. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't. I don't massively drink. I don't smoke. So I see it as as my thing. thing. Yeah, my thing that I've, I've invested in, and uh, and most of it. Yeah, majority of the ones are ones that are collectible or I know are collectible or because there's a whole. That, that is the joy, the ultimate joy of the car working in the car industry is it the subcultures to the to the culture. Yeah, when someone says like, "Oh, you like cars," like, well, that's a bit of a broad brush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's literally like just getting the biggest brush and just going, "Yeah, yeah. that's cars." Yeah. Talk to this other person. He also <laughs> likes cars. Uh, and uh, and that's what's great. Yeah, is that I have friends who are my age and young, older than me who also have. The cl- and they'll te- they'll drop me a WhatsApp going, have you got this one yet? <laughs> have you got this? Yeah, have- when you find it, can you get me one as well? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's, it's yeah, we, we're all we, we all have our own passions and our own interests, and yeah, I, I like my yeah, I've got the the Magnus Walker ones, and then there's some classic Mazdas and RX7s, and some of the Fast and the Furious stuff. Um, but I know some of them are discontinued now. So you know, can you put a price? Yeah, how do you put a price to, to how, if I had to refine these? Yeah, it would be stressful. It would be impossible. Like you just wouldn't be able to. So it's um, and it adds a bit more colour to the studio. Yeah, I think it's really. I think it's cool. One of the things I've loved about working in the car industry is whether it's as a photographer or doing podcasts or whatever is the fact that I get to meet all these people. Now you must have met a ton of people through doing what you're doing because obviously you're at all these events but you are working with various brands and companies and like have you met do you enjoy that side of it yeah i do and, and uh, it's fascinating some of the people I've met you know aren't the ones that you go like, oh what famous person have you met <laughs> and you go yeah okay I've, I've painted with jensen button he was lovely 
he was lo- like the loveliest guy and yeah. he didn't have to and he just came over and he created the artwork and you know next time I look around he's like I'm like literally flooded by people like yeah. all watching like a massive you know behind me watching as he's painting painting with Lewis, Lewis you know with Lewis Hamilton uh, done for Sky Sports but sometimes it's it's the people you meet along the way you know, yeah. who you don't who you don't expect to meet um, bless you thanks <laughs> um, and they've got like they, they, their, their ownership of it or you know, being like a Morgan three-wheeler owner like the, the, the customisation and the, the things that go on in that kind of again that kind of subculture of that mm. particular brand because it's it's very you know you see only a familiar you're very you know, you're very specific about a, you're being very specific about a silly car yeah yeah but yeah. I love that it's a silly you know I love the car for its silliness but also I love the brand I love going over to the factory and me, you know, you know, the MDs sat at the, you know, the opposite, you know, yeah. the next table across. He's like, oh, "You're right, you know, dude." <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's, it's a, a really lovely, friendly family brand to be part of, and that's mm. why I think what is with the car industry is that you know, there's it's all you know, the people are connected by one or two other, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, I'm sure we talk about oh, you know him or no, yeah, her, yeah. you know that person. Oh, they done that and they done that, and um, and it evolves in terms of how how it is. And you, know, I, I I run a help to run a, a you know a car club meet. No, I'd call it a meet because I have bad names meets. Um, <laughs> and it's fat yeah, like it's fascinating talking to like a 16 year old now who's modified their Lupo. Yeah, and their passion, but it's and I think it's cool like. They're like, oh, but it's, oh, it's only a little. It's like it's your your ownership, like, yeah. and you're doing something with it, and you want to sh- share that with other people around you. That I'm not judging you by what your car is. Yeah, like I'm enjoying that your age, that you're enjo- creating yeah, something, creating something, yeah. and and I'm helping to facilitate your enjoyment yeah. of it for three hours on a Wednesday night. And you know, and hopefully, my knowledge of how car you know car things I've been at or you know been involved with, you know, hopefully that that helps them when they're going to another meet, you know, going somewhere else and you know meet somebody else. Oh, I've met this or yeah, and that's and that's often what it's about is that kind of that very much like community element of it, which sometimes you you know people just through like Twitter or yeah. Facebook or Instagram or yeah. or whatever, but actually knowing them as a person. As well, and that's yeah. You know, when we got married earlier on in the year, is yeah, the cars at the wedding were all friends yeah. of mine. Yeah, like we, and it was like, all right, how can we make? You know, it's about, it's about me and Taz, but actually, there's an element of what I am as well. Yeah. And we were to have. Yeah, you know, I met the guy. Yeah, so if you would don't revival this year at all, I, I couldn't make it. But yeah, but they had an Italian job. Right. Yeah, recreation. Mm. But the minis that I had at my wedding were the same minis that were in the Italian job revival. And I met him because I was at Chelsea Bush. Yeah. And I I just happened, I had an artwork hanging up, and he was eyeing the artwork. And I said, Oh, why would you like it so much? He goes, I I own the Italian job minis. And I said, By chance, do you rent them out? And he was like, Yeah, do you do weddings? I was like, He was like, Yeah. I was like, Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, how else can you get nine people? From one venue to another, on mass, perfect. have the three Italian job That's minutes. perfect. With a Mercedes SLS and a Morgan Morgan Plus Six as well. Sick. And that's uh, 
I, I, that's what I really enjoy. Yeah, it, yeah. This is this has is and has been my life for for twelve years. Mm. Yeah, um, but I'm fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have met people that have had a positive impact. Yeah, and uh, and have affected me on a personal level. You know, it hasn't just been about work. It's about the car culture. Yeah, that goes with it. So um, I think that's a re- you know, really important. Part of it is it's not it's not so, it's about these things that we all yeah you know, these these wheeled things yeah. but actually it's about the conversations we can have with other people around them and about yeah, them about them and yeah you know, like I've seen your car at Mister yeah. Mister Heritage just parked up and I'm like oh I'm a member of seeing it because I was like oh, that's <laughs> such a cool thing to see yeah. yeah. It's, it is so cool and I, I love meeting different people at different places and whether it's them I I quite like it when if, if my the Ferrari's parked up somewhere and someone sees me standing next to it like that, it very much shifts the conversation it can't I can't just like slip into someone else's conversation and talk about their lupo or whatever because people go oh but why would you want to talk about that or whatever so I do like it when I'm not necessarily known like that or turn up like that and I quite often I don't go to events in a fancy car or just because I just quite like walking around blending in and then just joining any conversation and just chatting to people about whatever it's great it's very like the the amount of time like when I'm not when I'm not paying at an event yeah and uh, yeah maybe I'm not occasionally I'm not paying splatters occasionally (laughs) occasionally, and it's not like I've been talking to somebody and then you can see the twig right at the end. They go, "Oh, you're that guy," <laughs> and they're like, oh, "But you're not. You're not on your knee." Like I was like, "Well, no, I can come to a car event." Yeah. Like, I'm also I, a human. <laughs> I, I like these events. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to it anyway. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's a yeah. Like I say, it's, 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 a, it's a funny. It, it also can be a funny thing of if I'm out in a three wheeler, can you can't just go to petrol station because people are like, "Am I?" How old is it? Is it all these kind yeah. of, you know, these these kind of things pop up because people are like, how does is is that? You know, it was over at the wedding in it because we it was it was our wedding our wedding, our wedding car. And people are like, did you did you drive it over? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, why? It's my car. It's a car. <laughs> you drive it back. It's like yeah, but you're gonna get. What happens when it rains? Get wet. <laughs> is your um. Is it is it wrapped? Yes. Yeah, so your three wheeler, Ian's three wheeler is like an art car. Both of your cars are art cars, basically. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like looks like one of these crazy paintings, over wrapped around a Morgan three wheeler. It's very striking. It's, yeah. No. It's uh, it was originally a press car. Yeah. And um, what happened for some re- for so- somehow Morgan ended up with two three wheelers yeah. on their press fleet, and in two any. 14 when I started working with them they they said to me um, I don't know I said to them we should wrap it we should do yeah. something fun with it because it's a fun car you yeah we should we should and they were like okay we'll wrap it so we so we revealed it at Autosport International as yeah. a as a wrap got um got GF Williams uh, George to, yeah. to do do some um, some photos of it and it went mad yeah the car there and we got some good shots of it and I said to him because that was January I said to him oh we should we should drive it we should have it down at Geneva because Geneva's their big show yeah that big year. So, should have a like, oh, <laughs> yeah we could I think they were launching the Aero 8 I think the Aero 8 was that year 
um, oh, and they were over an hour and they're like, oh, we should, oh, it, might, it might detract away from what we need to sell. Hmm. I said, okay. I said, I said oh, I should drive it down. And it was like, oh, and then they were like, okay. And I was like, oh, are you really, you really <laughs> wanting to drive the three wheeler down to Geneva? Oh. oh I thought you were going to say no. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, so yeah, the plan, yeah, we then drove it down to Geneva and it, it was, Insane! It was a wicked. It was a brilliant trip. Yeah. At the same time, every every, every weather you could <laughs> possibly imagine, including snow. Like I just remember the snow coming in, going, "What? Where do you put the wheel? Do you put the wheel in the <laughs> drop?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've got that. Do you put the front in yeah, the snow, in the or snow. do you put the back in the snow? Yeah, because the power's going to the rear wheel. So do you t- put the back into the into the snow and have the power? Like, what, yeah, it was just one of these really odd cars that you just go, this, oh, it's all just wrong. All of it's right, yeah. And um, but it was actually it was great. It was it was it was a, it was a really fun. It was a fun trip. That's yeah, nothing like yeah. Ownership of these things is is the experiences mm. that that you get to do you it? get to do and uh, you know each year there's the the, the, the Morgan three wheeler the Pickersley three run from the factory and there's 45 of them <laughs> and when you've got That's that many together it's just yeah you just you, you just, just you just don't see it yeah, yeah you just don't see it that often is that many three wheelers together and it's fun because you just see again you see the customization and what people have done and changed and altered and and uh, and all that so it's um yeah it's it's a great yeah that's one of the great things about that brand it's it's a it's very much a, a fun it's a really cool brand i I went to the factory a month ago, maybe had a look around, and it's just it's just a really nice place. It's a really great environment. What they do is really cool. I I drove the three wheeler, and I drove. Well, I, they've done one with like a loud exhaust. Oh, the crazy horse exhaust. Um, no, it was it was it's like a Morgan. I don't know what the it's from Morgan. It was the orange one you drove. Uh, it was. It wasn't orange. It was. It just. It had like a hundred miles on it when I drove it. Right. I think it was grey. Right. And they're like stage one kit. And then I drove the new plus six. Mm. But the the plus six, I thought was an interesting car, but it didn't. Uh, it's not something I would buy. But the the three wheeler, I just had a hoot yes. the entire like time. Massive grip. And the <laughs> the video out of it, I'm just smiling and giggling <laughs> and grinning like, the entire time. And I think it sort of sums up that experience of that car. It's just hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, it is... I think the thing is with the, with the only, is that you, you're committed. Like, you're absolutely... Yeah, you're in it. Like, if, you, if you're owning something like that, it's... There is so much wrong with it at the same time, but what what it what it brings to you as a as a just as a an enjoyment is just you know quite yeah it, it's it's a silly thing but it's brilliant brilliant, it's brilliant. and it's, it's and it's great that it still exists yeah. is it it's I love that it still exists it's you know it's it's uh, you know I'm not really a you know kind of a track track toy type yeah you know, I don't really do like caterums or yeah stuff like that but yeah. The, in terms of the the naught to sixty and the, the the fun you have at at low speeds, yeah, cruising around at 30, 40 miles an hour is hilarious. Yeah, and uh, and, and just just the noise, like the noise, the air, the wind, and just everything that you experience at that speed is just, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a uh, yeah, certainly a, a fun, yeah, and very fortunate to be able to 
uh, have ownership, yeah, part ownership, mm. be part of of, uh, of of that as well. It was very cool. I'm slightly wary that we are we are eating away at the time, so I feel like I should probably yeah, sure. sort of wrap this up pretty soon. So I normally finish these podcasts with five questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with these five questions. All oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's gonna kneel differently. Okay. Do you have a most memorable driving trip or journey? It's, yes, three wheelers in Geneva. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty just, exciting. Yeah, that was just the, the the best trip. Same time, the driving down to the F1 in the van yeah. with Dad. That whole trip was just like I I still can't. Yeah, as a work, I think as a work trip, I think that's the the, the most memorable in terms yeah. of just so significant and all the stuff. Well, the excited the build up, what happened, uh, and on the way back, we because we were in a van, we just had the most amazing views of the hit, like of the going through the Italian. Yeah, it was just incredible. So I'd say that was a yeah. In terms of leisure, Morgan work, I'd say the Italian trip. Right, next question: five car garage. Unlimited value. It has to fit into your life. That's about it. Fit into my life. Uh, I've already. Yeah, I, I keep the. I keep keep the three wheeler. I have a land. I have a defender of some nature. New defender or older? I, I do like the new defender. I think it's going to be. It's much going to be much more of a lifestyle vehicle. Yeah. Uh, I, I. I. I think I'd say I once had a press one ten yeah. station wagon with as much as yeah it had all the bells and whistles on it mm. uh, I'd probably take it down to somewhere to have a bit more added to it but I'd definitely have a Defender I saw one of those James Bond ones oh, the yeah, other day so, yeah 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 very cool pretty cool I'd, yeah so I'd probably say uh, a Defender of some what would be your daily driver daily driver I mean it could mm. be one of those two but maybe not so I had an R8 out once mm. and as a daily supercar as a daily like yeah. that's such a day like it's such a good car that's it's just it's a great car that you could also 100% it's like yeah you could go shop it's just it's, a really good car it's, it's just and uh, yeah and sometimes you know, when, yeah, I, 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 I did enjoy when I had that out it was enjoyable because of what it could do what it sounded like what it did but also it was just really practical so I, I, I quite like I don't know the, the latest designs are getting a little bit fussy I kind of like the original yeah 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 orig- how the original Gen 1 Gen, sort of. yeah I think uh, that was that was nice having had the SLS at the wedding like yeah. going doors a- anything with going doors yeah, anything with going doors is pretty cool <laughs> what do I want the uh, te- uh, Tesla thing we've always got going doors but I don't think it's that pretty and I'm just looking at my Hot Wheels collection. Just well, going, yeah, it's quite a good reference <laughs> just point. Just going, what would I... Uh, well, I'd, I'd get my Chevette fixed. Right. I've got a Vauxhall Chevette, which is at the moment is just a Chevette. Because <laughs> it's in the garage and it just needs a bit of... It needs, needs some work. I'd like, I'd like to have that fit, like to get that done because personally, as a memory, as, a, yeah. as something which I grew up with my uncle driving and mm. it signifying Christmas and stuff I'd good memories it, yeah as, a, as like a I think it's one of those cars that I think once it is done and people see it go, oh I, I remember a Chevette <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it's now in that kind of gets that era of it's kind of kind of yeah. kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> 
But at the same time, having done, as I do the kind of the dub club and the modified car stuff, I've seen a beautiful Mark One Escort that's right. Yeah, on yeah. It. And it looked, and it was in the same brown. Hmm. So I kind of, it's one of those tricky cars. Would you, would you make it back, bring it back to stock and just leave it stock? Yeah. Or would you modify it so it's tweak it? Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, that Morgan. Um, some kind of super can I have your blue can I have the yeah their 40 yeah because you know and I like that it's blue I like that it's not red yeah it said money's no value so like yeah. money doesn't matter so 100% there's a price that that car would go for okay I'll, I'll take that one off then. there you go uh, <laughs> that's poor isn't it and, and then something else oh, well, I'm just look at what, what, what is this as a, I think as another day the RS6 yeah it takes a lot of boxes because that's just a wagon in it and yeah. I can put my stuff in the back of it and if, if I also had a permanent fuel card yes yes like, yes. like as I, lo- I loved how I had an RS4 out I think yeah and I just I was just at the petrol station every day yeah because it's just too it's too easy to put your foot down and then the fuel economy just goes down yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, and I quite the new one looks quite the new, the late. The, I really like the, the new ones. Yeah, I think it's looking a little bit uh, angry as well. Yeah. So, I, I, they're my initial thoughts. Cool. I'd probably change. Right. Next question. Most undervalued car at the moment. Some of you think, oh, that's either exceptionally good value or, yeah, well, yeah. Well, this is where like, things like the XJ220 have kind of fallen into that bracket of... Where how, it's, how much is an XJ220 I now? Don't, I don't... Well, this is the thing, you know, because it was the... You know, it was, they were oh, like 200 or something. You, you could, now, but now they're like... Blah, blah, I don't know. Because they, they've now done that 20-year thing of, oh, look at it, it looks amazing now. Yeah. It's a bit like the LFA. I mean, that was... The LFA has like, 100% done that. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the sound of it, what it is, and what it, and the, the kind of the purity of how it was designed. I think it's... And I don't think that many people bought them. You don't see that many around. I've seen, I've seen like... I've seen the blue... The blue You've seen press, the press cars. <laughs> I've seen the blue press one a, a fair bit. There was a white one and the British... Yes, it, that uh, one's around. The blue and the white one. And that's... That's about it. Sick car. Underrated. I'm just trying to think what else is kind of underrated. Doing the club thing on a Thursday, I see so much stuff now. I'm like, oh, I'll have that as well. RS car. Actually, an RS Cosy. Escort RS. They're cool. They're cool. I don't think they've been underappreciated. I just think they're cool. Yeah. Going back to the five car game. I don't have As well. But then you've got a Cosy, you'd have to have a Subaru as well. Of some nature, probably. I recently came across some like competition, like old WRC cars, like Subarus and stuff, and they're like a million quid. Like what? When did that happen? So it's like all the Super Tourer stuff. Like, so Demon Tweak, he's got the Volvo 850 Super Tourer, and he's just like, do do we even run it? Do we even start? (laughs) Like, got our team of ten? Just God, just uh, take it over. Just just to even start it. Whereas the modern day stuff, oh, E30s, they're, they're, they're quite nice. Yeah, they are nice. E30s quite nice. They're quite slow, mm. but they are nice. Mm. I think it's pretty aren't. Okay, so we've gone through some musings. The final question is what is the most interesting car 
for you at the moment? What do you find yourself Googling or looking up on AutoTrader or all of that? I think the thing is now we're in a we're in a we're in a in a funny old market of like there's a lot of this new tech like electric yeah. electrification and uh, and then but then you also have the older stuff the older stuff like big V8s and stuff become old 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 but old and cool or old but cool and like you see a lot of like we have for the event here we have like a lot, a lot of like bag bends stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they are really cool they're they're, they're proper see some proper stuff I'm just like oh man yeah I'd have that 100% Um, yeah for me it's true because I always it's kind of like is it is it it just like for daily use or is it for business you know is it for business use or what yeah what yeah yeah, uh, this is literally like oh this new blah 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 came out I thought that was interesting or I've been looking at 50s cars I think like the new Honda E the the E that, that, that could be quite interesting I think uh, I think once we get to a point where electrification kind of becomes a bit more afford afford yeah, 100%. That's, you know, when I think we might be at a I've point. had a few guests say this actually Alex Goy was talking about is it the new is it the VW3 or something I I ID3 yeah and then Paul Wallace he was saying he the new Peugeot 28E like all these Actually, all these little cars that are electric now are just bring that make the make so much more sense yeah. to most people than any of the other stuff. So there was some really interesting. I did a project for Nissan recently, and so they one of the things that they, they built is so the the old batteries they're now making into like portable power packs. Oh. So they they cut up an engine into like the battery the le- yeah. the batteries and cut it up into into quarters yeah or however much and then they want you to buy that power pack and you take it away with you camping or glamping or whatever you do but it's an old leaf battery oh really which you then so there's it's interesting that the they now think about actually what the left what's left out the recycling of stuff the upcycling recycling reusing of older batteries and tech mm. how that can benefit the that lifestyle of the new or the, the Jimny as well Suzuki Jimny yeah that's the first time I saw one of those in the flesh I was just like oh my god this thing is tiny yeah I passed a really cool one on a motorway you did that and it just looks with, like with a, with a little bit of spec on it like yeah. roof rail it just looks like a little G-Wagon it does like, have you seen there's a kit you can get a kit from like some Asian company that it's, I think it's like six grand which if you're putting that on a chimney it's quite expensive but it literally turns it into a G-Wagon but yeah two thirds of size and I, and I think so, like some kind of like, nailing it like that was just super it's just cool. cool it's just cool and I think that's uh, yeah without too much tech like too much tech thrown in on it just a simple kind of it's a car it's a car it, you could take it off road if you want to <laughs> and you know it's not going to break too yeah. much because it's not enough for it to break. Oh. Yeah, it's just um, bits. So yeah, I think there's, it's, it's an interesting time for for you. Know, I, don't know, I think you know, Morgan included and all yeah. these kind of the littler companies of how they can develop and 
with with tech yeah, and how's that going to change? And how's that going to change the old? But uh, you know, the beauty of something is is that is that kind of touchy feely. Yeah. You know, it, it's an old. It, it doesn't feel brand new. It, it has some some soul. Yeah, because when you look at a motor, like a, as in an electric motor and a battery, it's not. You don't you don't get that touchy feely because you really don't want to touch it. If if, if something went wrong, that's just going to electrocute you. Whereas you just, like motors haven't changed, yeah, petrol motors or whatever. You know, you get an old car, old, 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 and it's still got an engine in it. And now you look at something and it's still got an engine in it, and you can play with it. And we are definitely in that point where, at least over the last probably like six, seven, eight, maybe even longer, you open a bonnet and it's just a whole bunch of plastic. They just cover it all up. Mm. So you've lost. We've already lost that like touch of the engine, really. Yeah, and that kind of layer, like there's layers be- between you and what what is there. What, yeah. what is there? It's, it'd be interesting to see what how that tech develops and how it works. I mean, yeah. It's a bit like you know, kind of you go into revival and having that noise like experience yeah. and like everything's loud blah, 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 yeah. blah. you don't even need to see the cars you can just hear all this epic noise like it's, it's just, there's just like that living breathing thing thing whereas I mean even with F1 now like you don't go to, you know when no. I'm at Silverstone you hear the heli- heli- yeah. helicopter go up and you go oh, okay, they're coming out they're coming. but when they send out an old VT, V10 yeah, it's yeah. like a screaming like the entire way around the track you can hear it yeah yeah, well, if it's Silverstone Classic and they're sending out the old V10s around. And it's just like, you literally can't, you can't even hear the person next to you. Because no. it's just like, it's so loud. Um, but the same with, you know, kind of... Well, I guess that'll be the beauty of things like the Mon Classic and, and the Silverstone Classic is that you'll, you'll still be able to you'll see still be able to experience stuff. Well... Thanks very much Pleasure. For, for coming on the podcast and having me down to your to your studio. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to continue to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to, to, to paint this. And uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I think if a painted was, you'd, you'd just be like, what? Oh, yeah, what? What? Oh, I didn't, what? didn't hear what he said. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks very much. Pleasure. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.